0: Hey everybody, this episode of Star Trek The Next Conversation is brought to you by... Ripley's Believe It or Not Auditorium in Hollywood, California. I know, a lot of suspense. Who's going to sponsor the podcast? Well, there's only one place that is good enough to do so, and that is the Ripley's Believe It or Not Auditorium in Los Angeles, California. Hell, Hollywood. California. It is at the crossroads of entertainment, Hollywood and Highland. It is on the southeast corner of that intersection, which now has diagonal crosswalks. So if you're like, how am I going to get over there without getting hit by a car? Well, no problem anymore, thanks to the diagonal crosswalks that have made for a safe walk over to a auditorium that is full of oddities that you are asked to believe or not but Matt I want to bring another person and I don't want to spend more money well you listen to this podcast friend that is possible thanks to us and them it is buy one get one after 5.30pm that's right two people for $20 at 5.30pm uh, and later You just walk on in there you say hey I want to go but I got this friend with me Any anyway you can cut me a deal I listen to Star Trek the next conversation they'll go no problem, dude. That's 20 bucks. Come on in. Have a whole night of entertainment for less than a movie. All right. Anyway, here's the show. <laughs> everybody, welcome to Star Trek The Next Conversation, the galaxy's number one Star Trek podcast that is hosted by Matt and Andy. I'm Matt. I'm Andy. Welcome. Welcome, guys. It's exciting. It's one of those episodes that pops up every once in a while where I go, hey look, that story from a year ago, we're telling you a little bit more, and Andy goes, are they going to bring back, You know, last year. And then
1: I was like, I guess, I don't know. I can't spoil anything. Well, now he knows. I think that story's accurate, except that uh, I think my voice is more like, hey, story-wise, I'm interested in where the projection...
0: I'm doing so it. That's know, exact. It's is like spot on. like it's, oh, on. Like it's off on. I think anyone listening uh, right, well, couldn't even
1: tell who was talking right then. It's in the eye of the beholder. It's in the eye of the beholder. Right? No. Who said that? You did. Um... I have been told uh, by uh, many people, Yeah, Dan Harmon created community. <laughs> Why are many people telling you that fact? <laughs> no, this is a separate thing. I was, about to, I was about to give credit to the person in the Facebook group and on Twitter who told me, oh, this guy's going nuts right now, um, that I believe, this is the first person, although many people have, that we are now past the midpoint officially correct of next generation yeah so it's a uh, it's a moment to either rejoice or quietly observe here's, here's a follow up yes what did Dan have to do with that I thought was the Dan name, the excited one to tell you I thought the name was Dan Harmon and I think it's wrong I think it's a different Harmon let me see if I can pull it up <laughs> um, and I was just like am I making it Dan Harmon I think
0: you know there's a chance that Dan is really into Star Trek podcasts uh
1: huh <laughs> possibly John Harmon uh, I don't know Thanks. Sorry Sorry fella uh, write, Email me again STTNCPod at gmail I'll give you credit For being the first person To tell me uh, Whatever the case We're at the halfway point Ding 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 um, Welcome to the chaos Happy half birthday Already don't know What's going on Don't know the name Of the person Who uh, was who nice enough To point it out And you know, I what? remember we had I think the reason They're bringing it up Is because we had A long debate Over About what the halfway point was About what the halfway point was Oh well, apparently we're here. So either way we are we've hit it. Thank
0: you so much for that information Andy. I feel better having that knowledge in my brain.
1: Matt, would you have them watch this episode Galaxy's Child of Next Generation? Um, yeah. Because I like it. The end. There you go. That's the end of the show. Uh, Now we're going to go into the president's circle and uh, read a long list of names as we do at the end of every podcast. Oh, Andy. We still have to talk about it for realsies.
0: Oh, you're right. We haven't even answered any hails. We haven't even popped into the Admiral's Club. There's much to do. There sure is, pal. Sure is. So you just tell me when you want to make the walk through past the quarters into the I'm ready. Admiral's Club. Here we go, everybody.
2: Go to iTunes, leave
0: a five-star review and join the Admirals Club. Matt. Yeah, Andy, all you gotta do... Wait, hang on. Go ahead, ask me. Matt. Yeah. How do you uh,
1: get into the Admirals Club?
0: Oh. Andy. Yeah. Very simple. All you have to do is leave a five-star review uh-huh. on Apple Podcasts. Huh. And uh, you'll be welcome with open arms to the Admirals Club.
1: Uh, our first... Admission is uh, Doof Godolak. Uh huh. I don't know if that has some hidden meaning that I'm not seeing in the words, but whatever the case. Uh, and he or she writes, perfectly inept. Mm hmm. Um, and also says, by Nerdy Dan the Third, So he's getting a lot of, uh, he's got a lot of web handles. As, long as, as a longtime fan of TOS and TNG, I was so excited to learn that Matt Myra is bringing his immense knowledge of all things Trek to the Podverse. Uh So there I was, listening with glee to my first app. Uh, when we were introduced to his pal Andy Secunda, a relative virgin to TNG, would this pairing be Eargasmic gold? Well, imagine my joy as I realized this may be the least professional podcast ever. Yep. With every week, the show seems more and more inept, disjointed, and as close to the perfect listening experience that I could find. Keep up the terrible work, guys. We love you for it.
0: Any time. That's something. That's a. That's a request we can certainly handle.
1: That is true. There was a lot of concern. That both when the show got we, better... we would get better. ...we would have nothing to say, and that as we got better, our podcast would get worse. And
0: yet, we have not gotten better. We have not gotten better. And we have not run out of things to say. Yeah. So, <laughs> your concern we, was meaningless. <laughs> no, we, you are like Worf, being concerned about something that need not be concerned And we say to about.
1: you, no, to whatever it is you're suggesting. That's so true. Uh, Our second one is from True Stranger, who writes, Falling into Greatness. Matt and that other guy fell backwards into the best podcast about Star Trek, the next conversation. Sorry, the next generation. (laughs) A frequent mistake on the show. sure. (laughs) Hosted by Matt and Andy. There is. Uh, They didn't have a plan (laughs) and just went for it. And it's been great fun listening to them from the beginning. And I'll keep listening to what my wife calls the nerdiest thing she's ever heard. Usually accompanied by an atmosphere-breaking eye roll. An atmosphere breaking eye roll. Uh, And that is from Young Ensign Steve. Ensign Steve, welcome to the Emeralds Club. And that's it. Great.
0: Pop in. Sure. Let's head over to the uh, United Federation of Planet Presidents Circle. It's quite a circle, it's quite a place. And let's head on in. Oh, Andy, there seems to be no ambient noise here.
1: I know. There's no rain. There's no f- fire crackling. I'll see what I can do. It's interesting. I guess the holo DJ must be late to his shift. Oh, here he is. Finally showed up. Oh, nice. It, it is. We're, we're in a forest now. It's yeah, really it's nice. Yeah, it's very tranquil. It's very sweet. Um, So uh, in the United Federation Planets President Circle, which you can join by uh, scooting over to our Patreon page, that's patreon.com's forward slash star trek tnc joining the uh president circle tier um you get a lot of questionable rewards there one of which is that you could be selected andy the perpetual not good salesman from the subspace messages the monthly subspace messages to be recipient of the christopher pike medal of valor Um, And here are two for this month. What Andy means is on
0: our Patreon, there's a section where you can message us. And we very well may read your message
1: on the show and single you out. The only way to do it is to join our Patreon. Um, Our first is from Lieutenant Christina Peck, who says, I'm just here for the mac and cheese.
0: (laughs) There is ample mac and cheese. Obviously, Uh, the President's Circle comes complete with a
1: fully catered forest. And our second one is from Lieutenant Paul Sharp. Is a long time listener to the show. Says, hello, boys. What are your favorite? Ooh, favorite spelled with a U. I love it. Must be a Brit. Right? Yeah,
0: I mean, essentially anyone who speaks English that isn't us. Very good.
1: We Americans go our own way. Many questionable ways. Uh, What are your favorite standalone sci fi and comedy sci fi movies? Could be Galaxy Quest for both for me, Uh, Mm -hmm. which seems as good a, a time as any to pitch. Uh, again, pitch it again for it to be thrown into Andy's. Ooh, we could do that for a bonus pod list. Um, Matt, yeah. Andy, it's.
0: I'm not talking to Andy. Actually, I'm talking to our... Uh, Paul Sharp. Paul, uh, Andy's already tried to suggest this to me off the air. Yes. Anyway, uh, favorite comedy
1: sci-fi standalone. Mm. He said movie. I think yeah, I think TV actually might be easier, but. Um, TV would be probably a little bit easier. Movie wise,
0: Galaxy Quest might be it. Doesn't Ghostbusters count as a sci-fi movie? I mean, look—you you get into that, you wind up with Back to the Future because technically that is science fiction. It's—it's it's time travel. Uh huh. So, I mean, if we're—if we're including that,
1: then it's Back to the Future. Back to the Future is a great choice. That is a work of genius and perfection. And that's tough. Would that even be my favorite sci fi movie? It's interesting when you compare it because the other ones, sort of in the hopper, might be, you know, uh, Empire Strikes Back and Aliens. And, uh. Hello, Bo. Hiya, Bo. Beau. Bo's filled with licking and he's already knocking wires off and. It's causing. causing chaos. Bo. Um. I'm gonna put Empire Strikes Back. That's your favorite comedy? My sci-fi, just sci-fi. It's two oh. separate ones. Oh, it was two separate questions altogether. What's your favorite yeah, sci-fi movie?
0: Standalone yeah. sci-fi movie?
1: I think. So. Oh, standalone. That's that's well. That's the problem with uh, with um, with Empire Strikes Back. Is it's obviously part yeah. of the fabric.
0: I mean, if I was to take a movie that was science fiction and pretend the sequels didn't exist, but it was the first of its kind. Yeah, I would take The Matrix. As your favorite. Yeah, I think The Matrix as a standalone feature,
1: as a standalone film, I think it's pretty fantastic. I think Matrix is definitely an incredible work of, of entertainment and, uh, and conceptual solidness. But I think it has a lot of flaws. Andy's Andy's uh, backhanded compliment.
0: You know the conceptual
1: flawlessness of this is hard to deny. However, <laughs> there are flaws. It's very entertaining, <laughs> but there's a lot of problems. Okay. Um. Anyway, eh, we talked about that enough. Let's get out of the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's get out of the president. All circle. right. <laughs> oh. and
0: Andy, the Holodeck DJ has created a dog who's annoying. <laughs> it's interesting. <laughs> it's weird that. Now, he how do would we do know
1: what's what's a real dog and what's a fake dog well he here? wasn't
0: here till we came in right? Oh, that's true yeah. also he has horns <laughs> yeah, that's weird a single horn all right so let's shuffle uh, through the halls uh, back in there we're gonna have to go uh, open some hails we can't do that in the admiral's club we gotta do that in the hallway sure
2: That
1: was the Captain, Captain, we are being hailed Ladies and gentlemen, the hell bag is officially open uh, Our first is from um, Jason in Peoria, Arizona Who says to us, hey guys, catching up on seasons 1 and 2 Enjoying the company for what's traditionally been a painful experience. Hmm. I got a late start on the pod, episode 45, but it sounds like you guys were kicking ass right off the bat. I don't know about that, but thank you. Know it's either. very kind. It's, it's been essentially the same, as we've already established <laughs> in this episode. I just listened to the hails on the Elementary Deer Data episode and heard the caller who rightfully said, and I'll play the clip in a second. Oh my God, you've pulled that? And he said, How is this not a clip I'm hearing every episode? Thanks for being the best ear candy out there, and uh, this was the uh, was the clip that he wanted to be an ongoing um, meme for the show, if you will.
0: Okay. Listen, Andrew Secunda is a goddamn American treasure and
1: I really felt like it gets to the point I you know way. what I think
0: that should be welcomed with open arms into really. our bank of sounds
1: but uh, just in fairness to have the other uh, you know the other perspective given voice uh, there was also this one much earlier on that also could have easily become a meme
3: there's no bigger asshole in the world than this uh, Andrew Zakunda guy
0: <laughs> Zakunda <laughs>
3: oh my god intentionally <laughs> mis- misstating no bigger asshole in the world <laughs>
1: So that's
0: a good sound. <laughs> that's a good sound clip too. Yeah.
1: Um, all right. Here is a mm-hmm. voice hail. Oh, I love a voice hail, pal. Um, about the translators, and, uh, yeah, the universal translator. Here we go. Hey guys, it's Reed. Happy you uh,
3: here. just wanted to touch base about the first contact episode. Uh-huh. Um, there was an interesting thing brought up by Andy about the universal translator early on. And uh I, I wanted to try not to leave an hour long voicemail about it, but one of the holes for this episode, uh, for me is that you know, all the technical manuals and everything and all, all that we're led to believe in, in uh, next generation, the universal translator is a function of the of the compact. Mm-hmm. So uh, that is supposed to be translating any speech that you're talking to and then translating you to them. But early in first contact, uh Rikers metal pin that he asked for is missing.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: So it, for me, it was always a little too unbelievable that all of these doctors and everything would be speaking to this guy who insists he's not an alien. And he doesn't have a universal translator, so there's there's no way they speak English 2,000 whites. They're still second. Um Anyway, I thought it was interesting. Maybe Matt and Andy, maybe you can retcon the hell out of it and explain to me how it all fits. Try your best make it could make sense, but I just found it interesting that that's, that's something that always stuck with me about this episode. And, and made up for, of course, by how hot people deal with it. Is. Sure. So, anyway, keep up the great work. Happy New Year. Love you guys. Bye.
0: Uh, look, I, I feel like I read somewhere at some point, and this could be completely just something I dreamed into my head, but at some point, I remember there being subcutaneous uh, uh, universal translator implants
1: it certainly would make more sense
0: um and i believe that if he were going on such an away mission he would probably have one of those in there
1: you go this you're guy. welcome hang on one sec That's <laughs> just fine. really the, i'm really uh, reaching they're... reaching there but uh no, I, wait you you're just saying you know this or you you're
0: no i'm saying that i re- read it i don't know where i read it i don't know if it's ever been actually stated anywhere but that's my solution
1: it didn't make sense, but Matt fixed it. I did it. Thanks, Nacho. Um, and our last hail is from Anders Peterson, writer of many of our of our most frequently played themes. Um, who writes us this? Dear fellow TNC fans, I want to say thank you for the feedback regarding the MVC theme I composed for post season three Trek. Some have really stated that the some have stated that the harmony was poor in this version, and I want to say that to those people that you were absolutely right. When I made that version, I was feeling uh, I was in the middle of a really bad virus, which wreaked havoc on both my throat and even on my hearing to a lesser extent. Although everything sounded normal to me, as a result, not only was my voice way off. But I honestly couldn't even tell how bad it was until later I heard it played on the podcast. Although, let's be honest, I'm no Tony Bennett. When it comes to singing, I'm not even Tony Soprano. Uh, I hope this latest version is less painful to everyone's ear balls. If you still don't like it, let me at least leave you with these inspirational wor- words. May the wind be at our backs. Captain Kirk, Enterprise Original. Let's see what's out there. Captain Picard, Enterprise D. Or buckle the fuck up, everyone. Captain Myra, Enterprise Meh. <laughs> And here, or should I just save it for the end of the podcast? The new
0: one. Oh no, it's actually let's see, everybody hear what a job he did. Very good. Here it is. MVC. is everyone that's bothering to write in about this is yeah. listening right now. That's true. You think so? There's a time code for the people who don't care about this portion of the podcast. <laughs> it's true. So many people have said thanks for this. <laughs>
3: Just remember that this podcast is free.
0: Uh, Look, I think it sounds beautiful.
1: To your musical ears, were the harmonies
0: correct in that? Look, I didn't have that much of a problem with the other one because I thought it was a stylistic choice, (laughs) so...
1: That it was atonal?
0: Yeah, it just felt something like, I don't know, weird atonal future music. Right. But, you know what? turns out he wanted it to be perfect and it is thank you so much for that
1: we're uh, done with the hills
0: pal. alrighty that means we have to exit the hallway and stay in the hallway <laughs> and go to <laughs> this day in Trek which uh, first I'll tell wait, everyone
5: frequencies closed
0: for the OCD I forgot about that part that's all right this is galaxy's child Andy this aired uh, this is production number 190 Mm-hmm. Uh, And what that means is this aired the week of March 11th, 1991. Andy, what was happening in the world? Matt.
1: Yes? Um, I had a little kerfuffle. I apologize. Wow.
0: I know it's not like... I know what the number one song was, and I'll just start it because uh, I I don't mind. Do it. Uh, Matt. America decided once again to... Bring the clash into the home. <laughs> I
1: was wrong. That was like well, oh, this is in the UK, so we could still play. You know
0: what? I'm going to play the UK's version because I bet America's still Whitney Houston. Uh, it's Mar- Mariah Carey. Yeah. Someday. You know what? We're going to go ahead and enjoy Don't the UK's choice.
1: We were trying to remi- remember why this came back in, and I believe should that there was a commercial that repopularized this if amazing song. But I'm glad it's getting it's, its here. Someday by Mariah Carey, top U.S. pop the charts. This was uh, on the radios in the so U.K. The Secret Pilgrim by John Lacare was a bestseller. And the should Silence of the Lambs was number one at the box I office go? for a fourth week, crossing $60 million in domestic gross. Janet Jackson signed a $40 million multi-million deal with Virgin Records. Nice. Making her the highest paid recording artist of the time. That's interesting. Cool. Monica Seles dethroned Steffi Graf. Do you care about tennis? Nope. Uh, the Dave Matthews Band appeared in its earliest known
0: recording. This I care about. It is great, guys. That's <laughs> <laughs> the
1: Trax Nightclub in Charlottesville, Virginia. Uh, the lineup included Dave Matthews, Stefan Lasard, Peter Grazer, Carter Beaufort,
0: be Boyd Tinsley, and Leroy Moore. The late, great Leroy Moore.
1: Time Magazine's cover featured U.S. troops celebrating with the caption, Kuwait City, February 27th,
0: 1991. I love it. Uh, I don't know, Andy, if you know this, but the Dave Matthews Band started, uh, they got their OG start at, um,
4: on top of a warehouse, yeah. uh,
0: Earth Day, 1990. Uh, so, you know, just, and these, these, the, the, the tracks, the Tracks Nightclub, very, very famous in Dave Matthews Band lore. In fact, so much so they have released all of their all of their live albums get released as live tracks, T R A X, which is the name of the club. Interesting. Uh, the Dave Matthews Band, of course. If everyone listening, uh, I started liking them very much in the early '90s, and I have yet to uh,
1: I've yet to stop liking them. And uh, who is the who are the <laughs> band or musician? Who is the band or musician that mm-hmm. you? were a huge fan of back in the day. Like, say, post-20, but early in your 20s. You're like, oh, I love these people person. <laughs> the shins? The shins. But you still love them. Love them still. No, I'm saying ones that now you're like, oh, I was wrong.
0: Oh, I don't. I've never been wrong.
1: <laughs> to myself.
0: <laughs> to myself, I mean. Like, right. I don't like things and then stop liking them.
1: Interesting.
0: You know, sometimes I overeat a food and I'm like, Ooh. <laughs> That's really. But otherwise, I'm okay.
1: I'm sure that plays into your. I mean, your let's take a look somehow. at. Let's
0: take a look at Dave at Tracks. Oh yeah. All along the Watchtower, guys, it was a staple of their early. Really. Their early uh, songs. Let's see if they get really going here.
1: Is this guy a next gen fan?
0: Dave. Yeah. Can't imagine he is. Why not have a saxophone in a rock band? All right, everybody. It is time to discuss Galaxy's Child. This was directed by. This is an interesting fact, Andy. This okay. is directed by Weinrich Colby. Uh-huh. With a teleplay by Maurice Hurley. <sighs> he hath, He's back! He hath returned. <laughs> I'm back! A <laughs> uh, story by Thomas Kitz, uh, Cartosian.
1: What if Geordie lines up a bunch of Andorians in a lineup? Uh-huh. And you gotta call out one of them. But uh This is
0: what we find out Geordie can't tell the difference between individual Andorians. That's right. <laughs> it's called space racism. <laughs> uh okay, LaForge's joy at finally meeting Dr. Leah Brahms, the Galaxy Class engine designer whose holodeck image he once fell in love with turns to ashes. When she finally comes aboard the Enterprise, the real Dr. Brahms is cold and highly critical of the field changes Geordi has made in her original designs. Meanwhile, the discovery of a new alien life form ends in tragedy when the creature is accidentally killed. Accidentally. Seems like Worf was just doing his job. Uh, when the saddened crew members realize the entity was pregnant, Worf and Dr. Crusher free its baby with a phaser-fired cesarean section. The newborn attaches itself to the starship and drains the energy from what it believes to be its mother. LaForge and Dr. Brahms set to work to wean the baby, Geordi having only recently discovered that his dream woman is in fact married. Their fresh start as friends is derailed, however, when she finds his holodeck program and is infuriated to learn that he used her as a fantasy object. As other alien adults approach from the native asteroid field, the energy drain of the ship grows critical. Finally, the two engineers rise above their friction to devise a sour harmonic frequency, which breaks the link between the Enterprise and the baby just in time. The crisis passed. Jordy and Leah find they can
1: laugh about their feelings now as friends. FYI, I did a quick search and I found no connection between the words Star Trek: Next Generation and Dave Matthews. <laughs> so they uh, not even like a something about me. <laughs> the biggest fan of both Next Generation Captain and Long, Dave Matthews.
6: Four four six one four point six. We are approaching Starbase three one three, where we will pick up a shipment of scientific equipment for transport to a Federation outpost in the Gernica system.
1: Mechanical. During the journey,
6: we will be hosting a special guest. Come. I wonder uh, if that
1: it must be a reference to Picasso's most famous painting Guernica and I wonder why what is the subtext in this episode it's a statement about it, war and that's political. my favorite part of Dog
0: Day Afternoon when Pacino runs out and starts screaming for that painting
4: Guernica
0: K- <laughs> <laughs> oh guys that's a joke for, I don't know who. It's me and Andy, I guess. Attica. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I do remember what it was.
2: You wanted to see me, Captain. Yes,
6: yes
0: I wanted to prove I have eyes. I'm very mean now. Goodbye.
1: <laughs> what color is this? It
6: seems that the exemplary nature of your work has caught the attention of Starfleet Command. In fact, someone is coming on board just to see the engine modifications you've made. Who, Captain. The senior design engineer at the theoretical propulsion group, Dr. Leah Brahms. <laughs>
2: Leah is coming here.
0: <laughs> some good. Really? This is some good, lo- like. Um, Lavar. Lefar- uh, just, just like he's doing. He's his really easing into it, like the rolling backwards of his fingers and just the spin at. Like this is like some. This is a fun, Levar
1: act. There's a lot of. There's a lot of moments in this episode that really lean on like... And I wonder at the time like if you're an adult watching it what your take is because it's very much like oh this guy is not socially able and i think this is one moment where he's so caught up in this thing that he forgets he's in front of his commanding officer and is just like oh oh I... man this lady is coming which i think oh, also oh, patrick stewart plays very nicely oh definitely yeah. he's hilarious in this episode and when when <laughs> Levar leaves the, the look the just tiny look of just like what was that is <laughs> <It's> amazing
2: this <laughs> This is terrific it is well I mean I've studied her schematics for years she was responsible for a lot of the engine design on the Enterprise
6: well it should be a very enjoyable visit then she'll be transporting on board as soon as we reach the starbase would you like to greet her on our behalf
0: Uh, question captain why wouldn't she just walk through the corridor umbilical that we will attach to the Enterprise at the starbase why are we bothering to beam her over is Anyways. that what would they always do? They're going to Starbase. They're going to dock. They're picking up supplies. Oh. I'm
1: just saying, why waste the power? Well, of course, the, the subtextual reason is because it's... it's uh, You don't have to build another set for it. But uh, you're I right. I would love to, Captain. Thank you. Maybe in in... Similarly to Doctor uh, Doctor McCoy, or rather the opposite of Doctor McCoy, she wants to use the transporter. She's embryo. afraid she of umbilicals. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> she saw one. She's de- afraid of anything. At one point, that indicates she had a bad experience with an umbilical when she was an infant. Yeah, that
0: makes sense. She didn't want to walk through one. She prefers to have her atoms scattered halfway across the galaxy.
1: Uh huh. He's weird. That's a, literally what <laughs> That's he's... Exactly. It's
0: literally Patrick Stewart's reaction. What is up with that guy?
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> this uh, Guinan's in that episode, right?
5: You keep picking at that uniform.
1: Yes, I believe gives she advice. gives him advice,
0: yeah. too. Uh, I guess I not am a little nervous. Not on
1: Aaliyah Brahms. It's not her, every day damn man comes come face-to-face. Julie to face Warner in the yeah. beginning.
2: What? <laughs> okay, you remember about a year ago when... We were caught in that booby trap that Menthar Mm set. Okay, while we were trying to get out of it, I went down to the holodeck to study an engine prototype that was made when the Enterprise was first designed.
0: It'd be really funny if Guinan um, hit her head on the bar pretending to fall asleep. (laughs) (laughs) And the computer, well, it gave me an image of the engine, but it also
2: created this hologram of the designer, Dr. Leah Brahms.
5: So you met a computer-simulated female? Yeah,
2: but not an ordinary computer-simulated female. I mean, she was brilliant, of course, but warm, you know, friendly. It was like we worked as one. I would start a sentence. She'd finish it. What I didn't think of, she did. It was just so comfortable.
1: I like um I have a lot oh, okay. of uh, I know. thoughts and questions about all the, the interaction with the hologram mm-hmm. version. You but, always uh, have. I always have. But uh I will say I really like that they because it seems like a recurring theme that one person will be like no I met this person in the holodeck and this person was different I know what you're thinking but it's different I really had a relationship with this person it's like there's like at least four times this happens in the series and I really like that even in the future these idiots are still like this table read is the one and <laughs> <laughs> it was just a
2: holographic image but the computer was able to incorporate personality traits from her
0: starfleet record so i kind of solved it
2: <laughs> you know Judy,
4: not
0: a everybody real person. falls
2: in love with a fantasy every now and then uh, no no kind see you've got it all wrong i'm not necessarily expecting anything romantic here it's just i know whatever leah Abrams and i are going to be good friends
1: like the cheat nods.
5: Doctor Bronze is ready to transport, sir.
1: So this was the same okay. um, transporter, transporter chief as the previous the last episode. episode, yeah. And I guess my question, with all of our talk of why don't they just stick with the same bridge crew? How how come they stuck with the same transporter chief
0: for two episodes? Is, is she gone after this? Even I, then, I don't. I don't even. I don't remember. I feel
1: like she's been in a couple of episodes already.
0: <laughs> okay. Look, you got a Chief O'Brien can't always be there. I'm not. He's saying got Keiko that. to attend to.
1: I wonder if it's just because Meany's um, schedule changed more last minute, so they just kept uh, this lady on call. Possibly. You think we'll ever know the answer? Well, we can ask a, a writer someday.
0: Someday. Or we could just over. have Mike Mann ask writers. Could. <laughs> <laughs> I love that this is Hi. this is the weirdest. I mean, of all the you know, we always talk about the uh, end of the cold open, the end of the cold opens, the teasers, if you will. This is the of all the low stakes teasers we've ever had in our lives. Uh-huh. This is the lowest of stakes. <laughs>
1: I don't remember how this one ends. Oh, just like this, Andy.
2: I mean, um, welcome board, Doctor Brahms. I'm Lieutenant Commander Jordy Laforge,
5: Chief Engineer forge So you're the one who's fouled up my engine designs. <laughs> I
1: <don't remember> that. <laughs> We're not gonna be friends. that's <laughs> that <stuff>. um,
0: <laughs> I can't wait to find out what else she says about
1: her engines. <laughs> um, it was uh, April Grace is uh-huh. the name of the and how many uh, more? She was in five more and one DS nine. The same character? Uh, It doesn't... She's only... uh, um, Unlikely. She probably just was like a person they enjoyed uh, bringing her on. It doesn't say what the name of the character is. Probably live close to Paramount.
0: (laughs) (laughs) could get her in.
5: Regulations dictate.
2: Experience has shown me that too high a ratio diminishes efficiency. I worked with the mixture until I found the right balance.
5: The magnetic plasma transfer to the warp field generators doesn't correspond to the recommended specs.
2: Right. Again, I adjusted the flow. Sometimes things happen a little differently in space than they do on the drawing board. Is that a criticism, Commander? No, of course not. It's just a well-known fact. There's theory and there's application. They
5: don't always jive. You've charted a completely new swap-out schedule for main components replacement.
2: You bet. I found Starfleet estimates for the MTBF units to be unrealistic. I simply determined my own schedule based on observation and experience. So I
0: subscribed and saved on Amazon. (laughs) <laughs> he has the new material sent every three months, Andy. <laughs> sure. Or do you think he has it set to every warp warp hours?
1: I don't understand. Time or warp hours? What do you think? No, I don't <laughs> understand. <laughs> I your joke you up are then.
0: Was, the rest of it wasn't. That, the next part wasn't a joke. It was an actual like, question of, like, do you think that these components are replaced on a, on a time schedule or on, like, a how much Oh, are an automatic. No, like, yeah, are they... Is it like if we're at warp for nine hundred hours, we have to replace that thing? Mm-hmm. Or if it's like every two months we replace it, regardless of how many hours are on it?
1: Well, they have a. They seem to be obsessed with its operating at this efficiency. So I wonder if that's that's this. I mean, he's point. got great efficiency. I don't know why she's so cold at the beginning. Character I mean, wise, I don't know. I mean, she's she's coming on defensive that he's messed with her ship. Like, yeah, it's so. But but he hasn't made improvements. I think that she doesn't perceive them as improvements. Mm. In the same mm. way that someone arrogant, who if you change something that was fine in their mind, they would go, Why are you changing my thing? My thing was fine. Right.
5: Under? I'm not that same tired the rhetoric, by the way. Out here in the field, we learn things you designers couldn't possibly understand. In the first place, Doctor, I'm not aware of
2: needing any defense. And in the second place, if you're determined to be.
5: Dr. Brahms, you have an incoming message on subspace like to hear this message privately in my office be my guest
1: thank you i'd love to see jordy's office. i was just thinking never seen it jordy has an office does everyone have an office down there does barkley have an office no no he's the chief engineer he's the head uh-huh. of the he's got to have like a ready room yeah you know because he runs that department sure it's interesting it kind of feels i really like it it added a lot of reality to it for me that he has his own office down there You were Um, finally able to believe warp travel. I was like, oh, Oh, now I get it. This is a place that you could work. (laughs) Um, uh, I feel like this is another scene, and I feel like we're going to see a lot of them, where I don't even know if it's in the dialogue, uh, because I feel like Leah Brahms is playing it fine. Like, she's playing it cold, because that's what the characterization is. But I feel like Jordy is really flying off the handle immediately here. He is uh, out of control. Yeah, he's. Uh, I've
0: I've never seen someone so uh, petulant I wonder, for not immediately getting his word. You know I want to pull up the script. I want to see what it says. Please <laughs> continue. But I'm I, curious. I what bet that. it says. I bet it says. Jordy uh, acts like a cuckoo bird.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Leah says something, and then Jordy's like, ah, "I don't know what to do." It actually. All my questions about the sexual politics of this thing kind of could be easily addressed by it being Maurice Hurley, who kind of... Isn't isn't it sort of known, uh, or at least legend, that him and... He was the reason that... Um, he and Shatner Gates, are like best friends. That Gates McFadden had the season off? Like, didn't he kick her off? I don't know. I think that was the deal. And she's sort of said... Maybe she didn't name him, but I feel like the, the dots were connected.
0: <laughs> Andy connected his own dots.
1: Um, I feel like it was it was basically a similar thing where she was speaking her mind too much for his taste, and he was like, "Get rid of her." You're putting a lot on. I sure am. This
0: story that we don't know the whole thing of. Yeah, in fairness, I don't know, Commander. <laughs> this this right here. If you're if you go if you're watching this and you watch the scene immediately preceding, what's happening on the bridge right now is Worf has said to to Riker. Yeah, could you believe Jordy has his own office now?
1: <laughs> Before you start it again, <laughs> um, this is the description after Jordy uh, says his line. Uh, Jordy faces her squarely. He doesn't like the feeling of being called on the carpet. He's a professional and a good one. He shouldn't have to make excuses to anyone. This is Maurice Hurley writing this. Totally. <laughs> a faint smile, sardonic, not warm, plays on Leah's lips. This is very damning to the writer, I would say. <laughs> uh, how do you feel our uh, actors did on the performances? I mean, I think that, that uh, LeVar basically delivered what was, what was being asked of him by the script. But I feel like it plays out on screen as very uh, and she did too uh, but <laughs> like very extreme on her part, on his part and I think they're both out of control yes
7: I am picking up some unusual readings in the Alpha Omicron system at this range all I am able to discern is that it is an asymmetrical field of intense energy you
0: know but- I was at Paramount on Friday because um, we were shooting there all day okay and I here's how tired i was from work i instead of we wrapped at like two o'clock in the afternoon yeah and that was it we were wrapped for the day and instead of wandering over to see stage eight and nine where these two sets were uh-huh. i decided to just leave <laughs> that's sad. i know i know i saw stage uh, 32 though at the where the where the original series was filmed oh yeah that was exciting
1: is there any evidence of it
0: well, they have plaques on the Paramount st- Studios stages that tell you what
1: was shot there. I'm going to pull up my because my sitcom. You don't have to go and find Love Incorporated, by the way. And sitcom me anything. on the United Planet of Networks. <laughs> <laughs> if you would like to join our United Planet of Network Circle. Um, <laughs> Um, you don't have to seek out so you just seek out love incorporated on my uh, although if my you account. look if you can find a
0: way to purchase it I'm sure Andy might get a dollar uh
1: it, it you don't need to do that to support me I you support the patreon uh, there are some good jokes in it I love busy Phillips I loved Holly Robinson Pete um mm-hmm. how do you feel about that Megan Merkel oh Megan <laughs> Merkel was that was I don't know if it was her debut but definitely was one of her two early parts type of radiation was frequency. on you started the uh, thing again known, sir. Um, the Alpha Omicron system is he yet was to be chalking away. To close the door, and he started the thing. Uh, Meghan Markle was—I think it was her first part, if I'm not mistaken. Her second part was on uh, my show, Love Incorporated. So I cast her. None of this would be happening if it wasn't for me. I said that lady's got charisma. She's got something. Maybe, maybe a royal air about her. Put her in that—that that subway. Uh, as a token booth operator. Yeah, let's really <laughs> hide most of her behind this booth. <laughs> um, whatever the case, I forgot what I was going to say. You're talking about which stage you shot at? Oh, yes. I don't know, oh, so Do I'd like remember? to look it up. Um, I Wait, think I how can... would you be able to look it up? Do you still have like a call sheet in there? Um, I can look up on the map and tell you which stage we were on by the map by based on where I had to walk. Oh, interesting. So Andy's going to look that up. I'm excited to find out.
7: I recommend we take this opportunity for further research. Well, we're way ahead of schedule. Alter course for Alpha
0: Omicron.
1: Okay, which one was TNG? Eight and
0: nine. You wouldn't have been there because there was still Star Trek being made then, so they yeah. would have those stages.
1: Yeah, they were right in the middle. I was in 20 in the corner. The outskirts. The outskirts. (laughs) (laughs) The the area where they're pretty sure they're going to be putting a different show in at at any moment.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Do you like my office? Pretty cool, right? Dr. Brahms,
2: there's no reason for us to argue. We're on the same side here.
0: Were you weirded at by
2: all the pictures of you in there? So why don't I take you on a little tour? Show you the adjustments I've made, why I think they work, and we can begin pulling together on this?
0: Okay. And why not start with the Dagothian Chamber? Uh, Jordy, this is the bridge. We're kind of trying to go study something. <laughs> <laughs> what, what you, What's happening? What'd you do? <laughs> also like,
1: yeah. want to see something cool? I can turn
0: this <laughs> off anytime I want. Shouldn't Jordy have uh, called up to the bridge and said he was going to turn the engines off? Sure. Just like you're gonna be on impulse for a little while, sir. I'm gonna check something with Doctor Brahms, and then they would have been like, "Okay."
1: It also might suggest that uh, Jordy is constantly running little weird experiments. Constantly By the on way, the ship. you know what I really
0: like here? <laughs> what is Jordy doing? I now? like
1: I like the lighting change.
0: Yeah, and I really like the way that the uh, like that. Yes, that's it's a nice should detail. be what the engine yeah. looks like when it shuts down. I agree. Give them the light they need to okay. see what they need to see. Okay.
7: The anomaly is orbiting the seventh planet, sir. It is a mass of plasma energy. Contained
0: also, we're on reserve power because the engines have been shut down.
7: Silicates, actinides, and carbonaceous chondrites.
0: <laughs> on screen. That just sounded like nonsense, even though it probably wasn't. This part of the story is like... I don't know how I feel about it. I know how I Who feel Who did about this? You remember the crystal's been
2: reoriented to adjust the direction of the lattice structure.
5: Remember? Why would I Remember?
2: Oh, it was the
0: right. fake you. I used to kiss <laughs> at night. Uh,
2: since you bring well, this up. the ship was experiencing let me some ask difficulty, you a question, and we ahead. made this adjustment
0: hoping... Yes, no, I don't think she, he ever fired it up again.
1: Do you think he had sex with her before he turned it up? No, I don't. I think because she... He definitely's not acting like Well, because she he replays, had that extra level of shame. Because she replays
0: the program, I think you... Assume that it just left there. Assume that he just left it there. Yeah. Which is very, by the way... Surprising
1: Of the character I have so many questions To get into with this But yes I totally agree If he really didn't Like he fell in love With this lady And then he turned it off And he was like It's not right I'm not going back in there Or it's not Not that it wasn't right Just more like That's a hologram But he clearly doesn't think that based on what he was saying to Guinness. He's like making all these arguments like, no, that's really her. I think because
0: she was a real person, he sort of like put it away and was like, you know what? I think I'll just sort of, if I ever meet the real person, we'll probably be be lovers immediately.
1: That's what he's expecting.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Right. Okay.
5: So it was your idea?
1: Not exclusively, no.
0: At this point, he should have been like, yeah,
1: I worked it out with the computer. Why is he being like "Mm, not? Well that's why I say that maybe there is some shame Maybe he did some weird weird stuff
5: It's curious This modification was due to be introduced In in the the next
1: next class starship Yes I think she plays this real well How
5: did you know that
1: Um I didn't
2: I mean (laughs) Well it's the next logical step Right
0: well, I think right now she's like, is someone on my team, like, feeding information to this engineer off in
1: Starfleet? <laughs> totally. Also, Listen. if he can access that through the computer, he has nothing to be defensive about. It's like, it was on the computer. I said I needed to see... Well, theoretically,
0: right, that should be like it was accessible a if the computer has that information anyway. What do you mean? Like, if the computer had that information to put into the hologram's mouth then the computer has that information that's what yeah. I'm saying yeah.
2: yeah sometimes we have to fly by the seat of our pants out here so it stands to reason that once in a while we're going to come
0: up with the same solutions you do
1: I don't know why he's making this argument
0: but he just I mean he got super defensive right right there yes it's very interesting to watch them ping pong back and forth Listen, with I've got a
2: personnel review scheduled to start in about five minutes and I know it's been a long day for you so why don't we get together later sort of plan out our agenda for the next day or two agenda, what it is we want to accomplish this here, is how we might thing. best go about that. Maybe you can get to know each other a little bit. It might make this easier.
5: Maybe you're right.
0: Um, <laughs> yes, Matthew. <laughs> I think that's a reasonable request. Uh-huh. First hey, of all. Th- Second th- of all. So far. Yeah, everything so far. But, like, so...
1: It's still. I think, uh, I think it's still... It's, it's. This is, again, it's a little bit in the tone of how LeVar is playing it. He is clearly asking her on a date based on the tone. But the words could easily be like, hey, we should just talk about it. Do you want to just meet and we'll hang out and, and discuss the issue?
0: Well, I think that like... But it's not being presented in that tone. Agenda. She's the question... I don't know. It's interesting to me in that... It- the request she she finds the request odd initially probably just because of the way he's asking i guess right right because it would not be weird to be like you're visiting here wanting to see how things run why don't we figure out later exactly what we'll do the next two days right seems reasonable enough right but he's asking like such a weirdo that she now has to question
1: it right also it probably would be hey do you want to um, do you want to meet some of the, the people in engineering? We're going to go out for a drink. It'll be like just like even yeah, that. Yeah, I think be... you have Barkley up there. Yeah, instead of Ensign hey, Robin Leafler, Come to my quarters. Okay.
2: Great.
1: Well, he doesn't
0: say quarters yet. He's about now to... he does. Yeah.
2: How about uh...
0: 10 forward, 10 forward. Say 10 forward, say 10 forward, say <laughs> 10 forward. Please say 10 forward.
2: My quarters. Oh, no.
0: <laughs> i Maybe even have a bite to eat.
2: I make a great fun Love fun Is that right?
5: Huh?
0: Why say it like that, Jordy? <laughs> so why say weird. it like that, Jordy? Why say it like that, Andy? Please read that moment of the script.
1: <laughs> oh, great idea, man! <laughs> uh, Sanity.
0: Uh, is that right? Uh, <laughs> I'd be like, if I never met Andy before, I'd be like,
1: no. This is this is all of our. The, the, uh, is that right, huh? I want to see what it says about the uh, oh, lost me. my left ear. Don't worry it about says that. About quarters.
0: Listen, so I've got like some quarters. personal review schedules. Yeah, is it
1: here. Okay, nine hundred. My my quarters. Maybe we'll <laughs> even have a bite to eat. Make a great funjili. She smiles in surprise. I love funjili. Is that right? Jordy smiles at her as Leah exits. A look of mild puzzlement and curiosity on her face. That is not well, he, how that moment. He, he, is he played it
0: much creepier. He went for it. Like, I don't know. I guess I'm into it in the sense that, like...
1: (laughs) Do you think LeVar, though, is thinking, I know that Jordy's not being charming, that he's being weird. Yes. But I'm going to play Jordy like he thinks he's being charming.
0: I do think he thinks on that level.
1: That's awesome, if that's the case. I do
0: think that... that But I'm not sure. No, I think LeVar is the... You know LeVar better, Yeah, he's a smart enough actor and a a good enough actor to be able to color it.
1: I really... Please, if we're ever interviewing Jordy, please, someone someone ask characters to ask him, because Matt will never ask him. But LeVar... (laughs) I would love to find out. I would love to know if he even
0: remembers this.
1: Yeah, that is the problem with all these questions. There's so many episodes, you know? Yeah. I think she plays a nice subtlety... Like, yeah, of a subtlety of of just like I'm not sure what's going on. Susan Gibney. Um, but
7: however the weird. radiated output suggests a coherent system of energy storage and utilization. Then it was constructed by someone? It is a possibility. However, the center data gathered thus far suggests a naturally occurring phenomenon with biological properties. A life form? Yes, Captain. Mr. Worf, begin compiling readings for transmission to Starfleet headquarters. Mr. Data, prepare to launch three Level 5 probes, ensign, aft thrusters.
0: Well, sir, why don't we just launch one Level 15 probe?
1: (laughs) (laughs) That was a Level 5 probe. What is the difference? (laughs) Uh, Level 5 probe. That's the one that's perfect for this mission.
7: Level 5 probe sequence ready for launch, Commander. On your mark. Stand by, Mr. Data. Aye, sir.
0: Hi, I came up because I sensed a giant being outside. Be like? <laughs> no ship, no bulky spacesuits,
6: just to live between the stars, have the entire galaxy
1: as a home. Like we saw in the pilot and a few other episodes.
6: Captain, we are being probed. Recommend we raise shields. Negative, Mister Wolf. We are curious about it. Has a perfect right to be curious about us.
7: Change in reading, sir. The life form has increased its energy output by 50%.
0: It is moving toward us. How about some shields now, Captain? <laughs> Reverse course, Ensign. 300 kph. Aye, sir. You even had lines in this. I don't want to alarm or provoke it.
1: This and is f- Ensign Regan. R- Regan. Reagan R- Rager or it's, I assume it wasn't Rager I think it was what Rager I think it was Raygun oh, That would be amazing <laughs> <laughs> Great all the, all the techno babble Was the most obvious thing All right Shoot the Rayguns Now Ensign Robot Tell me what you
0: think <laughs> Commander Robot What does What does Lieutenant Ugly think
6: <laughs> Reverse power Full impulse
5: Impulse sentience at full power.
6: No change in position, sir. Red
7: alert.
1: Who's she Hulk, first name? To initiate S- Sariel.
0: Oh, that's an interesting, cool space future name.
1: I wonder if that was from from non-canon. <sighs> Sariel Rager. Non-canon. You hate non-canon. I'm fascinated by non-canon. Well, it's interesting. I mean, I hate it because it's in like... All the books and stuff. Maybe just like, I'm hey, just... this guy we saw once, I'm... he
0: actually took over the universe sure. at this point. <laughs> um, maybe I'm just jealous,
1: Andy. Matt, let me ask you... This is going to annoy the crap out of you. Can't wait. I know where I know her from. She was in Space Above and Beyond, which hilariously I did watch. It was about space marines... Predating, oh, I sort of remember that. Giro. Predating Battlestar Galactica, but very much in that direction. But obviously, not a fraction as good. But uh-huh. uh, oh, good things in it, more more than you would think, and some really cool badass stuff. Um, would you have any interest in it? Net- watching, putting that on the Patreon, uh, Andy. We are good for the next year and a half <laughs> oh, as far
0: as what's geez. on the Patreon. There's so many episodes of, so of Discovery and <laughs> Orville and. Um, <laughs> Marvel movies it's That's just, true It's a variety The likes of which The world has never wanted Anyway I think she's Sorry really captain good.
2: There's too much interference To form a warp right. field
5: Warning Radiation levels At 65 millirads Per minute And rising
7: Record of Dr. Crusher
5: Go ahead commander Have you
0: ever noticed Hold How much the computer Sounds like uh, Troy's mom <laughs> <Preparing> <laughs> Oh I mean uh, Also radiation's coming in And people are probably Going to get pretty sick Real quick Is this the wrong time To bring that up
5: Acknowledged Crusher out Warning Radiation levels at 300 millirads per minute and rising. Lethal exposure in one
6: minute. Mr. Wolf, ready phases. Minimum power. Finally. Ready. Fine.
0: By the way, for minimum power, yeah. he sort of really left that beam
1: on for a while. Well, he <laughs> didn't specify how long it I feel you like he really should have been, <laughs> like, just like a little pew. I wonder if that's that's how Worf passive aggressively gets back at Picard for like. I want to say no. Mom. I'll see how long I turn. To leave this radiation level's for. dropping back to normal, Captain.
7: Energy patterns are breaking down, sir. The radiation signature is no longer stable.
0: I mean, Picard really takes this very
1: hard. Well, I gotta say, I understand they were in danger, but. It does feel the way he goes about all this is a little questionable to me. The way who who's the he here? Picard. Picard. They're going in there checking out this thing. Mm-hmm. They try to make contact with it. There's a certain amount of of um of interaction that doesn't seem that dangerous. Then there's more danger, and then it's like shoot back at them knowing nothing about this creature. Well, I think at
0: that point, he's correct to fire at that point because... They're... Why not just leave? Oh, he couldn't. They couldn't form a warp field.
1: Oh, they couldn't form a warp field. They That's tried. Right. Yeah. He tried to leave. And he tried to back off. Yeah. So yeah.
0: at that point, it's like, well... Yeah, so
1: they do kind of back him into a corner. Yeah. But it is it is interesting how it was. it's kind of stacked. There's a lot of interesting questions, I will say, even though I really don't like this plot and I don't like the fucking organic, organic creature as you know yeah. like space organic space creatures I know. organic it's andy's 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 peppy organic space creatures that are <laughs> that that don't don't like a it's a ship that are the size yeah, of a ship you don't care for i don't, I just feel like it's been done and I don't it's always the same thing that they say which is they watch it beautifully disappear Yeah, like end. space whales yeah, I don't like space whales that's it. that's exactly what it is um but uh yeah I don't know I don't know about all this. Not the- Guys, I bet we're going to find out how Andy feels about all of it. May I ask you? Yeah. Does it not raise a little bit the thing that everyone constantly critiques the Federation for as, like, this thing's minding its own business? Enterprise goes in, scans it, engages it, kills the mom. Mm-hmm. Does it not speak to a little bit of the other race's perspective on, hey, just do your own thing, bro? Don't get involved in us. It's like you're like there's this superior High aspect handy. to
0: it. Let me just reintroduce you to the Enterprise's charter to seek out new life and new civilizations. I know, We're but it does supposed to figure that out. It Does sort of point out. That, it's also know. like you know, try to make contact with it. Yeah, and if you can make contact with it, then you can be friends with it, and then if you become friends with it, you can make it part of the Federation. You can ride around in a thing, a being, or
1: on. Yeah. <laughs> You mean on top? Like, yeah. Like, like you're a <laughs> like cowboy? he saddles it up. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? He's in a little space suit with a little
0: space cowboy hat? You know, it's canon that uh, Picard has a saddle on board. So, <laughs> Is it really?
1: Yeah. That seems more Kirk than Picard. I know. Weird, right? That is weird. And absolutely not to destroy. And
6: yet, look at what we have just done.
0: And he's right
5: Everything I'm retiring from Starfleet Was consistent with established Starfleet procedures
0: That's his defense though. That's just the problem, Troy Starfleet procedures Yes We're built to destroy I gotta go Gets in the captain's yacht And Number never to be seen to be again a Number one,
1: you can take it home with you I don't <laughs> care Captain. I apologize, Matt I don't remember Wh- What was Troy saying the thing was feeling during this whole thing? Never said a thing That's what I
0: thought You know why? Look who wrote the episode. Right. He never knew how to use her. <laughs> he never knew how to do anything. So many organic moments in she this. She just observes Literally. and keeps her trap shut the way ladies should on the <laughs> bridge. Maurice, that's not nice. Why? <laughs> Sir. I'd fire them all again if I could. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh,
1: those are the views of
0: uh, fake Maurice Hurley.
1: At this podcast. Uh, No, it is actual Maurice Hurley. Oh, all right. <laughs> it is. We just keep cutting to old audio <laughs> recordings of Maurice Hurley whenever um, you hear Mom's so, podcast. Hang on, my train of thoughts completely. I apologize. Gone. I'm being very gabby in this. What episode was I going to ask regarding no, what's Vlad about Troy? Troy oh, right?
0: it's it's funny that you say
1: that because there are so many organic moments where you could have used her in this. Yeah, um, and, and I think would have that would have lent. Even more credence, even though I agree with you that it's Starfleet regulations and he follows it by the book. I feel like you could have said, "Oh, it it wants to reach out or something." Yeah. Like if if okay, if you're telling me that that Spock yeah. can can tell
0: that a humpback whale is pregnant via a mind meld, uh-huh. then I want you. Then I want to believe that a beta zoid, beta a beta
1: zoid from the planet beta zed Go back and forth. Am I flipped on that?
0: Is that where? Did
1: we flip that again? No. I think Beta Z is more frequently referred to as the planet.
0: Okay. So, uh, then I find it hard to believe that, uh, that, that, that Troy could not sense that second consciousness. I agree. Forming. I 100% agree for being there Uh, and I think that that speaks to the fact that Maurice Hurley doesn't know how to use the character or never knew how to use the character to the point where really I mean I like that line coming out of her her reassurance to Picard because he knows that he is emotionally distressed with what just happened Um, I like that line but then when they're the close up of her when they're C-sectioning the mother and she is saying come on you can do it like that's the most insane thing I've ever seen it's happening at that time reading from the Agreed. Life form. Collaborate data. Uh <laughs> Riker gets up and goes, "Uh sir, get back to your ready room. You gave me the bridge." <laughs> data, <laughs> what All is right. it? Hit the party lights, people. <laughs> i
7: radiation
0: growing
7: in the center of Riker 1. <laughs> bridge lights. Riker 1. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Is it still alive, Commander. Technical Director. Cut to hey. shot two. What?
0: <laughs> <laughs> now shot three. Use the aft camera. See what's behind us. Subdued <laughs> <So> lighting. <laughs>
2: no, that's that's too much. I I don't want it dark. I want it cozy.
5: Please state your request in precise <laughs> <setting>. candle
2: power. <laughs> See, it's not a matter of precision, computer. It's a matter of mood. Brighter than this. Hmm. More.
1: Let's see what. More.
2: A little more. Oh, right there. Perfect. Now, some, um, some music. Maybe uh, Maybe a little soft jazz.
1: The sweater is amazing, of course. Mm, I mean, the sweater, the pants look like they're just pantaloons. Oh, I got it. Like Uh, just, I mean, some roms. I I gotta say, he's in uh,
0: the most comfortable clothing I've ever seen in my life.
1: You know what I would love to hear is civilians talking about how people in in Starfleet are a bunch of nerds.
0: Literally thinking about that, watching this episode, yeah, you know, because I was thinking about the fact that Leah is obviously not an enlisted Starfleet officer; she's just a propulsion doctor. She's right. like a doctor, a scientist, right? And she does work for Starfleet, so she's like essentially like a Boeing engineer, right? Who designs planes for the military. Uh huh. Um. So it's it, it is interesting to me, like, you know, I keep thinking, like, why is he so awkward? Is everyone that awkward in that period of time? And I'm like, no. I mean, not everyone's in Starfleet. In fact, the majority of people are not in Starfleet. So the yeah. majority of the people must be like, oh, fucking, another rah-rah Star Starfleet douchebag just rolled in. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, a little bit like the uh, the pub scene in. Uh, I guess it was it a pub in two thousand nine five the two thousand nine Star Trek oh yeah when he when When they get that when they get that fight with uh, yeah Where pikes there and he fights those security guys and yeah that's like that's like Kirk civilian Kirk rolling in and like I wonder if the reuse
1: squares it's always it's always a little disturbing to me whenever they step out of the Starfleet universe and show the civilian universe and I don't know if that's because it's always a little mishandled or it's this thing that we're talking about that it's like in this universe it's from the nerd's perspective so it's like these guys are heroes they're all cool and then once you step outside of it it's just like no this is a real world they're not they're just
0: weirdos now like I would love you know as many as uh, as many episodes as there were about these uh sort of uh other worlds uh Han Solos? Yeah. I'd like to see a Han Solo on Earth. Uh, an Earthling Han Solo in the Starfleet universe.
1: I mean, I think we've
0: seen a that. A smuggler.
1: What's his face? Billy Campbell? Is that his name? Who's the... Yeah, but he wasn't a human. Uh, he wasn't? No. No. Oh. Right. But
0: like around the Earth, like just around Starfleet, like yeah, uh, sort of like, I don't know. But that guy was ridiculous also. Well, he was ridiculous. Because he was just ridiculous. <laughs> right. Nah, that's, a,
2: that's too corny. Probably everybody thinks of that. Spencer's Gift. Computer, just...
0: Just turned on, essentially, like the, one of those, like... The
1: weirdness of that. Probably everybody guitar. thinks of that. Classical guitar. <laughs> the, the other suitors of Leo Brahms?
2: Yes. Thank you.
0: Okay here we go This is it (laughs) This hologram's gonna be real Come on in (laughs) Oh
1: (laughs) Immediately starts trying uh, to kiss her You've changed What's going on You fucking
2: maniac The are so Formal
5: You're less formal than Any Starfleet officer I've ever met Commander
0: Which is more proof Of what we were saying Right I feel like they never take them off Right They worked so hard for those uniforms that they were just like, you know what, I'm going to wear this thing forever.
1: It really does also mask They're like doctors
0: that wear scrubs on days they're not working. Yeah. Does that exist? I can't imagine.
1: Yeah. I was about to give away a spoiler for school, but I'm not going to.
2: Really, (laughs) just wanted to make you feel more comfortable. I'm fine. Thank you. (laughs) I'm sorry. Uh, Come in and uh, have a seat. Uh, can I get you a drink? No, thank you. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, your hair—it's. Uh,
0: <laughs> it. <laughs> I, I wish that they had done an episode. Yeah. Straight comedy episode. That, uh, or just a comedy B story that was Riker and Troy, Cyrano de Bergerac-ing Jordi from the quarters next door like with a full feed and you it's kind of shocking hear, that they haven't like just like just that would be amazing like I feel like they kicked just close. to be like to cutting like cut, sure. cut the comms and go
1: like what the fuck is he doing <laughs> you know what I know why they did this with LeVar and it actually it fits all of all of uh, my theories about uh, about Jordy. that he's of course obsessed with the the engineer that created the engine on the Enterprise but I wonder if this would have been a more appropriate Wesley episode. I wonder if it was being batted around as a Wesley direction. Wait, what do you mean? That Wesley fell in love with the hologram at some point?
0: Yeah. And then the hologram came back? Yeah. No? They, well, first of all, you'd need to set yeah. that and then sure. pay it off later. But it's, you know, this. I think this is good because the character of Geordie LaForge has been set as this character is who a weird, is awkward. awkward
1: guy. Yeah. So this is very in character for me. I think... It's all about the discomfort of watching it is all about to do, do the people making it. Like, what side are they on in this? Like, do they think she's being a little bit frosty or do they think like they have to think Geordie's being at least minimally awkward. I just don't know I how think everyone
0: watching this and making this knows that he's a weirdo. But do you in the sense of like knows that he has this program, hasn't said anything about it uh-huh. and loved it. And which is why we got the in scene at the beginning of the episode. Right. That was the scene to go like, okay, we know this is strange. Guinan, the wisest person ever in Star Trek, will shake her head no at the end of this.
1: I think the problem comes in that at the end of the episode, they find feels... all that cocaine and then Tubbs comes in. Exactly. And then there's this big shit. Everything
0: ends with the Ferrari.
1: And uh, they hit the sound cue and, uh, and Crockett walks up the beach. Um... Um, the, the problem is at the end of it uh, Leah Brahms kind of goes like ah, I'm the one who is the problem And that's
0: No, I don't think that's the solution at all I Well, mean, at least I You know, I get that she's sort of You're right that she says that He defends himself in the middle in a way he that feels like himself in the It's middle. the perspective of the show Well, let's get there Very good. Then we'll talk about it all right. But right now, I'm on the side of Leah Brahms <laughs> well, sure
5: Different than a few hours ago?
0: No, I, I mean it.
5: And also, I don't think
0: Jordy hard to hard to like sort of explain this to anyone. Just to be clear. Brain.
1: Also, if that is really what they were going for, and that like, no, he's supposed to be an awkward weirdo that doesn't know this is these are weird things that he's doing. I love that. I'm totally into it. That feels like what it is, and that always has felt like the character. I, I question of whether it's that clean, but. Um, Different than I expected. I'm sorry, I interrupted your Different thought. Different you from
0: to? your... Well, I was just saying, like, the famously, LeVar has always said that they would never give Jordy a love interest, and um, they always made him to be uh, super awkward. Um, Which bothered him. Well, he just, like, everyone else got their flames here and there. Even, like, uh, uh, you know, Worf. Wharf Wesley. Yeah. every Geordi was
1: always sort of left off the list. Right. And uh, that did bother him, I think. Do you Perfect. feel like that might have lent him, pointed in the direction of maybe, like, I gotta make this count. This one's my romance episode, and so that leads to some of the weird Or I think choices. it's like,
0: I think a little bit of it. I don't think they're weird acting choices. Because, like, they're you, not you're buying were it if you're playing page. it, like... Definitely. If we're playing it as though he is awkward Jordy LaForge, who doesn't know from anything. I mean, he's the guy who... In that episode In the first In the booby trap episode Yes uh, Which Has him with um, What's her face
3: What is her name Booby trap
0: What is the name Leah Brahms No at the beginning of that episode Uh, Julie Warner Yes Uh, His idea of like Sorry nerds I don't know the name of the character (laughs) It's okay Uh, His idea of the romantic time is So corny Right Like beach Violinist moonlight
1: like it's so corny. It's totally true. I guess I never know what because the distinction he's so is. Because it's so awkward between it's being written by a bunch of you know, middle-aged white nerds. Hang on. It's not being male nerds. It's written by a bunch of wealthy TV writers. It's a wealthy
0: TV writers, fair enough. You just can't like you you're, can't you're put right. that on them. You're right. They're writing a show for us. Right. Yes.
1: I think that is fair.
0: <laughs> they're they're all driving into Paramount in their Porsches. They all live in <laughs> Hancock Park. Like it's not yeah. like You know, it's not like it's like, finally, I get to do what I would do to a lady.
1: Why doesn't he create uh, late 20th century uh, the palm, and he takes it there for a steak? I don't get it.
0: Why is he not just uh, banging her the Four Seasons?
1: Yeah. Oh, yes,
5: I used to wear it up. Yeah. Why would you need to see my personnel files?
2: Standard procedure when guests come on board protocol. I mean, it was nothing specific, actually.
0: Just protocol, you know. science, Starfleet, forge. computer screens. <laughs>
5: if I seem to be. <laughs> Let's so talk about the engine again. <laughs> unyielding in my views, it's because I care so very much about my work. Oh, I, I know. To be honest, people find me cold, cerebral, lacking in humor. But they're wrong.
0: I assure you. <laughs> Wait, why are you assuring me? Well, I me? try I not, not to be that way,
5: but <sighs> when it comes to my designs, my engines, especially the ones on the Enterprise... It's
2: like they're your children.
5: Yes. Exactly. I
2: like so that the naturally, score right now you're is... You're a little possessive
0: about it. Romantic. No, it is... I mean, it is... You what understand do you always forget the word yes, for that. Yes, I... Melancholy? No, it's it's uh, sourced in the scene, like it's playing. Oh, that's he true. Said that yeah,
1: that is nice. Yeah,
0: what is the word for that? Diegetic. There we go.
2: Ooh, you see, I feel the same way.
5: That's amazing. I don't think anyone has ever.
0: Oh well, my husband. That Sometimes one time.
5: I feel more comfortable with engine schematics than people. Me too. Maybe haven't I mean, at the right people.
0: Or take a look at this. He pulls out a model of the Enterprise engines with arms and legs.
1: On <laughs> 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 that was the reveal at the end when she catches him in the hologram. <laughs> I don't have sex with this because I have sex with this robot thing. You just slapped arms and legs on my engines. <laughs> Hello, Jardine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I need more dilithium.
2: <laughs> I, I'm hungry. Why, why don't I just start dinner, okay?
0: Commander. Please. Now, here's the question. Is she getting uncomfortable here because she is starting to go like, oh, wow, maybe I really like this person that isn't my husband. And now
1: she starts to get a little awkward. I guess knowing that, we would have to assume that. But also (laughs) the whole thing is so weird that there has to be an element of she comes in, she's weirded out, but she's like, all right, I don't want to make a big thing out of this. So I'm just going to I'm just going to let this unravel and then find my only got two more days here. Yeah. And so she sits down and they're talking and then there's a successful connection. And then she's like, well, now I'm weirded out that I don't know if I'm leading him on. I don't know if it's like he's definitely got some weird thing going on. Mm hmm. And, um, so it's just like, you know, it's all that. Hmm.
5: Call me Geordie. I'm sorry. I hope that I didn't put you to a lot of trouble, but I can't stay. You can't. I just don't think that it's appropriate. Ah. Uh, uh. I'll meet with you at 0800 tomorrow. I'm preparing a list of discrepancies that I've identified in your modifications. I hope, now that we've reached an understanding, that you'll be prepared to discuss them with me in a more objective fashion. Sure. Fine. Thank you. Good night, Commander.
0: Good night. Phaser <laughs> to the head. By the way. <laughs> Kills himself immediately. Good night This is interesting Yeah let's see What what does it say What are the the written words pal
1: He doesn't say uh huh Mm -hmm. He doesn't say um, After she says I don't feel like it's appropriate She uh, she just says She holds out her hand And brusque All business again And then She starts going All business again What does it mean So what is it before that um,
0: it's, saying, oh, I, I just thing. don't feel it's appropriate. Do we write, like, does she soften anywhere in the stage direction here in the action line? Like, does he write something crazy? She um, gives him a quick glance, a half smile, and it's all Geordi can do to keep from talking, taking her in. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's all Geordi <laughs> can do. <laughs> you said something wrong when you were trying taking, to read. Oh well, because boy. I was so stunned by what he had written. Uh huh. Sure. Listen to this. All right. It's all Geordi can do to keep from taking her in his arms. That is crazy. But better not, better not move too fast. Just build on this beginning. He rises. So we can... This is... Why this is ever written into the script is insane. Why you're not delivering... Why you're giving this much instruction... I'm so glad you went back for this. It's insane. He doesn't say, I'm the father, but that's there. She is utterly taken aback by his understanding. She lets her guard down just a little. She hesitates, not comfortably able to discuss her feelings. Yeah. And then the smile happens. She gives him a look of sheer amazement. How did he know what she was going to say? I mean, it's insane.
1: So whatever the people on stage again, or the a staff puzzlement. Thought. But she's too
0: involved in what she's trying to say to respond to his particular statements. Peculiar. Uh, well shut up. You have glasses and I'm dumb.
1: <laughs> I'm not wearing glasses. No, oh, mine are not. You have contacts in. <laughs> I don't
0: have contacts. You have great eyes. <laughs> well that's true. I'm not gonna argue with you there. Uh, she holds it, her hand. So it's the so this is it, it this is interesting layers that he's written into the
1: script. So we can assume independent of what people on staff or the showrunner or the actors or the people on set thought that Maurice Hurley definitely was in a weird place with all of this. A thousand percent.
0: And she's gone. Jordy stands alone in his mood-lighted room, wondering if she was even there or if he dreamed the whole thing.
1: Jesus Christ. So here's the other thing that I was going to say originally. I'm so glad you dug into that more. But here's the other thing I was going to say. All of like little moments and lines at the end... Like it says Jordy is taken aback by this sudden and unforeseen turn. Well, it doesn't otherwise this, suggest, is not, this is not written great. I guess I'm saying it doesn't suggest anger in his readings to her. And I feel like Lavar is playing it here like uh-huh. Well, oh, okay. I think Lavar's mad at himself. Okay. I I'm sorry, not Lavar. I think Jordy's mad at himself. You think so? Levar is playing mad. Like he's think. like good night. Like he's annoyed at her. Oh, I think he's more like, you did it again, LaForge. I hope so. <laughs> Either way, that neither of those things is in the script, so. <laughs> um, this new- they don't,
0: by the way, the line that was supposed to be the exit line is Computer, turn up the damn lights and get rid of that stupid guitar.
1: Yeah. That would have been more That's clear. That's the anger. But that would have been more clear, and it's changed to, good night. Right? What's the last line in yeah. that scene? Yeah. Concentration Weird. of
7: energy was detected only after the surrounding like material the became inert. Could this be some sort of tissue regeneration? The radiation signature is similar to the original pattern, but
1: with significant. I wonder if there was debate in the writers some room kind of about any of this. To
7: our phase of fire, I believe it is separate and self-contained within the body of the dead life form. Another entity. Yes, sir. It appears to be a smaller, less developed version of the original creature. Huh.
6: No wonder it attacked us.
4: It was about to give birth.
0: By the way, I like that data can't put that together. (laughs) It's true. A smaller, less developed version of this big thing is inside this little thing.
1: Oh, that's what you humans have. (laughs) Oh, I see. Birth. Birth. (laughs) Very strange. All right. So, we're back on this. For some reason, there's been a lot of episodes where Riker is not in the center of the action. It, it was very obtrusive to me in this episode for some reason. I'm not sure why. It just That he wasn't there? That he's just... Uh, he's, I don't know. I don't know if it's because he's always sort of present on screen in a lot of these scenes, but it really feels like he's not... Well, really he doesn't have a lot of lines. I know. I'm saying it's Because they had to give it all to
0: Leah Brahms. Yeah.
5: To bear their young in this manner... I'd say that the offspring is still premature. Otherwise it would be able to break through the outer body shell of the parent.
6: Will this creature be able to survive on its own without the parent?
5: There's no way to tell. We don't have enough information about the biofunctions of the adult, much less the child. Is there anything we can do to help? If we were in bay, I'd try a cesarean section. The first priority is to free it from the body of the parent.
6: We could use our phasers as a scalpel.
5: Yes, that might work.
0: Wolf shaking
6: his head. I advise against this, Captain. The parent proved to be a threat to the ship. We do not know how the offspring will react. Your objection is noted, Mr. Wolf.
0: but... I'm going to file it with your other ones. Sir, why did you bring a trash bin in here? <laughs> That's to show you what I do with your objections. We are directly
6: responsible for the death of the parent. We cannot simply wash our hands of it now.
1: I'm going to have to adopt it and let it move into my quarters, like that other time. But then we gave him back.
5: Good morning. Good morning. The first thing I'd like to do is inspect the power trap.
0: Does it say anything about Geordi's iciness here? No, I want to say.
2: You realize the only way to inspect them is to crawl
5: inside. I designed them, Commander. I know what's involved.
1: Ooh, touchy, touchy That's like Trudy's in a monitor working His attitude, developed after much tossing and turning all night Is professional and detached He barely looks up as Leah enters She, on the other hand, seems friendlier than before Or maybe just more rested uh, Note, neither of them should be in jumpsuits yet Well, they will be in the Jeffrey suit <laughs> Right, it's a good note
0: Way to go, for production meeting <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah. Hang on power transfer conduits. This catches Jordy off guard. Leah, theoretical physicist, prim and dignified, inching her way through a narrow tube. He can't help a query. What? Wait, where'd you go? Sorry. Why'd you leave it? Uh, Tried to make it bigger? Oh, here we go. Don't yeah. worry. The jumpsuits get mentioned. I was
1: trying back. to make it bigger for your for your weak uh, eyes.
0: You realize the only way to respect them is to crawl inside... Bad reaction. She fixes she fixes those sub zero eyes on him again.
1: Why? Why are they so cold? Why would Why would you realize the only way to inspect them is to crawl inside? Suggest the weird thing that he wrote in the action line. <laughs> I designed them, Commander. I know what's involved.
0: Or is it just he finds it and she finds it? And insulting. she brushes past him toward the engine compartments. Uh,
1: wait, I'm sorry. What are you saying? Okay.
0: What's your question? As we the, the weirdest accept, thing, yeah,
1: we the the weirdest thing the ever is theoretical physicist prim and dignified inching her way through the narrow tube. He can't help but a query. You realize the only way to inspect them is to crawl inside. This is an insane thing to write in a script. So does is he, th- does Maurice Hurley think <laughs> that Leah Brahms is spotting what Maurice Hurley is saying Jordy is thinking? Or is... Leah Brahms as I was interpreted this moment originally just thinking like hey I know what it is I'm, I know how the ship works and isn't reading any of that that's what it is right that's what we're seeing on the screen that's what bad reaction means yeah uh,
0: so the other thing here sub-zero eyes this is like crazy to write this to write this catches Geordie off guard you can just say that yeah you don't have to write Leah theoretical physicist prim and dignified inching her way through a narrow tube how could that happen look what a what a weird thing to- i again, maybe it's just that I don't read drama scripts, so maybe they have to explain emotion more,
1: but this would be like me I think explaining it varies. A joke. I think some people write it very spare and they put it all in the dialogue and then it's up to the to the actor i I think breaking bad goes aggressively in the opposite direction and really describes in detail everything that should be happening so. Whatever the case, what he is ascribing to her motivations and his motivations is bonkersville. In fairness, obviously this is a long time ago. You could argue that it's only in the last couple of years no tax, that any any level of, of enlightenment uh, started about uh, any anything about uh, the genders interacting in the workplace. But um, even that being the case, they're not coworkers. First of all. You could say this is a coworker scenario,
0: isn't it? I mean, it's a professional scenario, certainly. Yeah. But it's also like a person that we know that has fallen in love with the hologram of the person that is visiting, but that person isn't exactly like... This is, this is what the story is about to me. Uh-huh. It's about the fact that he can't process the fact that the computer did not give him this representation of
1: her. Right. That's what he can't believe. Yeah. So but I'm even' been putting it even but this a, is the aside problem if it was just that which by the way that would be I think even more fascinating to have it play out that it's just him spinning out in a nerdy way of like the world isn't like the video game that's great but I feel like someone whether it's the director of the showrunner or Lavar made the decision to have him be annoyed at her or at least be annoyed in the scene in a way that it suggests he's annoyed with her. At various points, that is very troubling. <laughs> hmm. Well, I think we'll get to it. This the moment that's the most. Oh, okay. It's a point on it later, but I think
0: part of this, like this, I buy. Not it's not written in this in this script, but this I buy as annoyed person has to put on a jumpsuit and crawl into a Jeffrey's tube and he didn't want to do that this, this morning <laughs> that's what you interpreted the scene to be original that's what I interpret this as originally which is not written there uh-huh. but that's what I that's that the performance said that to me it's also valid you know it's like uh, really we gotta go in there you gotta go to a Jeffrey's tube yeah and she's
1: like yeah no you know we gotta know. put on those freaking jumpsuits I know yeah. <laughs> by the way do they always put on these jumpsuits in the Jeffrey's tube acoustic six Sometimes. doesn't sound right
2: <laughs> Probably the only other person in the galaxy who can pick that up.
1: I like that heard the cheaper difference it? in the engines.
5: It's right up here.
1: That's really cool.
5: I've never seen anything like this before. What is it? It's a
2: mid-range phase adjuster. Puts the plasma back in the phase after inertial distortion.
5: This
0: isn't. Now in their jumpsuits, does he? He he has to. Okay, they do. Now their jumpsuits are on. Some kind of cramped, narrow tube they're crawling through. He doesn't know what a Jeffrey's tube
1: is. (laughs) And then he looked at me and he said, you don't know what a Jeffrey's tube is. This great cuckoo bird of the galaxy. Some kind of. And the truth is, I don't. I didn't. I had no idea what it was. This, I tried to this describe crazy. I tried to describe it like here a morning crazy. meeting in a police uh, precinct once and he really lost his shit on me.
0: You ready, Andy? Uh-huh. Now their jumpsuits are on. Some kind of cramped narrow tube they're crawling through with almost no room to maneuver and very very close. Leah's face is smudged. He writes inside crawlspace. Doesn't even write Jeffrey's tube. <laughs> no one fixed that. What draft is this? Leah's face is smudged with grease. <laughs> Her hair is messed, and she looks adorable. What is going
1: on?
0: The characteristic thrum of the engines can be heard in the background. Okay. Pulsing. Pulsing. They didn't say that. They stop. They're flat on their sides, facing each other with almost no room to maneuver. And very, very close. He writes again.
1: This is fan fiction. He's writing.
0: Jordy points out a small piece of equipment. Uh, I've never seen anything like that. He explains what it is. Jordy is buoyed by her her praise. She hesitates, looks away, considers bringing this up, and finally gives in to the curiosity.
1: So the, the choice crazy. is
0: there for Jordy to level with her, but it's too scary, and he backs off.
5: Then done with
1: Christo.
5: I don't even think this
1: has ever
0: even been conceived of before. You should write a scientific paper. uh uh, Dr. New. Do you think they didn't play it like it was written in the sense of that it would have just been too hard for the coverage? Like the cameras, they would have had to slice
1: the hallway in half? and For it to go back and forth between them? Yeah, yeah to have, I assume, yeah. I think it's not them. one of my strong suits. But they could have made the other end of the tube just look the same as this end of the tube just yeah. turned the, turned everybody around this
0: kind of... oh there's some grease on her hands yeah I wonder they that didn't it's... really do the hairs no but she does look adorable
1: I wonder if Rick be Berman shared. had a lot of this like when makeup comes I'm like so do you want us to do what this lunatic has written in the script he's like just forget about it he's only writing for the one episode we owe him a script <laughs> yeah and you deserve the credit well, for it. Early was on set saying, <laughs> Her well, hair isn't must enough. She doesn't look adorable enough. Let's get some grease on her nose.
2: <laughs> Maybe we could uh, collaborate. Writing is one of your strong points.
0: How did you know I know how to write?
1: <laughs> yep.
5: Commander LaForge, ever since I came on board, there seems to be something a little peculiar about your attitude. You seem to know things about me, even though we've never met.
0: I listen to your podcast
5: <laughs> well, uh,
0: about engines.
2: <clears throat> and to
0: tell, you, uh, to tell you the truth, uh,
2: I've studied you. Your writings your Starfleet
1: file. He told, I've admired you. He should have. Why wouldn't he have told her? Well, he could
0: time. have leveled with her, yes. right? I mean, right. as it clearly as it says yes. in the script. Right but he chose not
1: to. I just don't understand he why not. He couldn't bring himself to Minimally, all he has to do is say, I created a thing to work the thing out, and then I could talk to you. But I guess as soon as you say that in this era, people are like, oh, so you had sex with me. That's what's going on. <laughs> Which is what... That's con- all anyone does with holodecks. <laughs> That's what the subtext of the Guinan scene is, isn't it? I mean, there's definitely a level of for Guinan. It's just sort of like, Oh you're another person that fell in love with no, the not no, no, person, no, 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 but no.
0: for Guinan, uh, again, but I can't speak to the pearly, whatever the hell he was thinking, but for Guinan, it played sounds, more sounds like uh tendency. to me, it played more like um Jordy I've tried to help you, uh-huh. but you're beyond help at this point, <laughs> right like that's what it plays like to me your your work well, I'm
5: flattered but uh
0: and ah. <laughs> uh,
2: well i really i really wanted to meet you for a long time and i'd like to think that we could become friends maybe good friends
5: i thought you knew
0: that's what i want to know that moment right there okay what is she saying when she says i thought you knew Just scroll down. But no, Andy, jump to the guidance scene. Something gentle happens behind her eyes. A wash of tenderness floods her. She looks at Jordy with sweetness and compassion, seeming for a moment like the Leah of his holodeck experience. This is when she says I'm married. Jordy stares at her rocked by the revelation of the one thing that had never occurred to him. Then we've omitted scenes 33 and 34 and 34A
1: is back on the bridge. Um may I ask you? Yeah. <laughs> when he says and I like to think that we could get to be friends, good friends. If you were in that situation someone said that to you based on everything he said prior to that that you would take that because she reacts as though he's saying I thought we could go out on a date and I don't read that in what she's saying or what he's a- saying, a- 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 right? Other than but, I know that that is what he's thinking. <laughs> yes, <laughs>
0: that, but she also has previously said that she's noticed his peculiar behavior. Uh huh. So I think she has already put this together and Doesn't is sort of like finding a little to bit of a way for to... him to tell her. Like, just like you know, I might sh- be playing it. I'm playing it too much because if sh- it's written, it's yeah. play. It's written. The intention is exactly as it's written. Sure. Because this guy cannot puts put fucking subtext into anything. Right. He's writing everything. He's writing it all. Um. Uh. I think this is written by a guy who doesn't think that girls and guys can be friends. Right. Good friends. <laughs> right. So
1: you know what it's I mean? not even a possibility. So in not even head. in
0: the realm of of the writer's head. Right. <laughs> could that even be a thing? So, so that's why he makes the that turn. to him is that pickup line. That's the turn. Is yeah, we'd be friends, right? I mean, that's the only explanation. I almost feel I, can have. I
1: almost feel like that. I wonder if he was on set because sometimes a writer will go, "I want to do it again." I do read this is what actually I do constantly, sort of say. I don't think they got that joke, Um but uh, but I wonder if because a lot of other Lavar's readings are are weird and awkward. That I wonder if he wanted him to read it, and maybe there are other takes of him reading it, of like the. And I'd like to think that we could be friends good friends (laughs) and then Rick Berman was in the editing room like are there any other takes okay great use the one that's not insane I
5: mean you know everything else about me but commander um, if I'm hearing what I think I'm hearing
1: I guess that's reasonable
5: then you should know that I'm married
0: to an Andorian and if you could pick him out of this lineup, <laughs> I'll leave him for you. Yeah, it's back to your earlier joke about Maurice Hurley. Sorry, only pitching the Andorians. He has to pick it. That's great. No, it was a great
1: callback. Yeah, right. I was paying oh, attention oh, to I your hate. own joke.
0: I know. I was paying attention, attention to, to Lavar's
1: his sigh
0: and his, head in the air. Like that's a. Where do you think is happening there? That's a Jordy. You're so stupid. Yes. Okay.
1: But it is. It's weird to me. Because now I pull back a little bit on they write her not quite as insane and that she at least couches it in if I'm hearing what I think I am. So it's like she's not saying this is what you're saying, but it's like, if you are saying this, I'm married. And then he reacts, dropping the subtext yeah. entirely, like, oh boy, Jordy, or like if, in front of her. Yeah, yeah. Or if, she, you know, in her
0: mind, the other reaction could be, all right. Right. And then she can continue and go, like, oh, cool. So. blah 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 blah. then they just move on with their
1: day or you just show her turning back to the panel and then him kind of going to himself just like basically the equivalent of hitting his head we have to accelerate things here plot wise yeah
2: Kynan the woman is about as friendly as a Circassian plague cat only cares about her work hates what I've done to her engines
0: can you believe her
1: they're my engines (laughs) I spend time with them I'm the one who has had sex with those actual engines. She thinks I've had sex with her holodeck creation. Okay,
0: instead of tearing up a napkin, as he wants here, he's staring at a 3D chessboard. Close on Geordi, looking dejected at the bar, tearing up a napkin into tiny little shreds, focusing intently on the, this process as though it were of life-saving importance. As he continues, pull back to reveal kind and listening. Hmm. To top it all off, She's married Computer
2: never even told me she was married Computer glitch Must have been
0: They've changed the dialogue since this draft, right? Computer problems, huh?
1: (laughs) Glitch (laughs) Somebody changed it from computer problem Because it's not tech No, 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 no. it was all up
0: here In Uh this cut dialogue Is it? Yeah.
1: I don't see a glitch up there.
0: A glitch. Oh, I see that. A malfunction it in the holodeck. It's the only explanation I can think of. It's a miracle we ever got out of that booby trap alive. How could it have been so far off? It was based on every piece of information on record. Leah Brahms, okay, with an admitted margin for error, but this is a margin of error. As light year wide. Not what you hope for, huh?
2: Guinan says. Maybe it was your old visor.
1: Good shot. What are you talking
2: about? I agree. Oh, the one you wore when you were on the holodeck. Although it
1: makes her. him seem, without that pre-explanation, that it does make him seem is the same weirdly visor. more
0: sour. Also, I don't know how Jordy's visor would interpret holodeck images because they're light photons.
1: That's a really good point. point. Really?
2: Well, I figured it was probably the one that lets you see what you want to see. Oh, oh, Where's the Air oh horn, wisdom man? from Guinan. You saw exactly what you wanted to see on the holodeck sure the computer made it look like her gave it personality but when it came to the relationship laforge you built in the blanks and you had a perfectly wonderful marvelous little fantasy until the real layer showed up and ruined it now she's probably done the most horrific thing one person can do to another
5: not live up to your expectations so I'd take a good, long, hard look at her, LaForge. See her for who she is.
2: Not for what you want her to be.
1: Now, let me ask you a question, Also, Matt. Uh, I've
0: just beat you for the 90th time at this chess game.
1: This is part of my... <laughs> this is part of my confusion... I think that in reading this stuff, because originally when I when I watched this episode, I was like, "Oh my god, there's so many weird things in this episode and problematic things," um, but it lands in a couple places that I was like, "Oh, that's semi reasonable," and I would say this speech by Guinan also is is pretty reasonable. Yeah, to the point where it's even not dated at all. I think. Yeah. Um, I don't think anything in this is dated. Well, I guess it depends what Maurice Hurley's
0: intention is. Right. But to me, this is all like the whole thing of like, you know, like, you know, that age old story of falling in love with a holodeck character. Um, No, no, to me, this is this is played out like Jordy meets this person in the holodeck. Jordy really connects with this person in a time in his life where he's having trouble connecting with real women. Mm -hmm. He connects with her. They get out of the uh, thing. He turns off the program. I think you and get. it That's the end of it. You get into the weird. Go ahead. No, that's that's the end of the program. As far as I'm concerned, that's the end of the program. I don't think there's any more going on with that program. I think he has that moment, and then s- and that's and fine. The program, and well, then, and then I think he goes a year. You know, it goes a year. She, suddenly, she's going to show up. His only, he's like, oh my god, I'm going to actually meet the real person. It's going to be great. She's going to be just like she was in the holodeck. We're going to have so much in common, and we're really going to hit it off. And and then, oh, why are we not hitting it off immediately? And then that's what he's playing
1: throughout. I don't think that he's playing. I think he, everything is accurate up until that last moment, although we're not sure about his internal motivations. Oh, yeah, it's not why are we not hitting it off. He's angry It is that, like... she, that she's not acting the way that he wants her to act, which is what Gynan's speaking about in this moment.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know if he's
1: angry. But he's also doing weird things like inviting her to his quarters. Because he's trying to date her. R- well, that all that is what's weird and so that's what to well, me hey, is, hang on what's weird about that well, that's what I would like to ask you you're arguing that he's she's not his co-worker and so it's not weird no no no
0: I'm not saying it's not I think you can date a co-worker it's fine
1: like if two people two consenting adults want to have a relationship go
0: for it mm-hmm. so at this point he's trying to start
1: a relationship with her uh-huh I mean, some of it's like you have to. He's asking someone out. The speed of a script, you have to kind of get to it faster. It just seems so crazy for him to invite it to the quarters, and then he's got the mood lighting and all oh, the stuff. I, I think that's uh, you know
0: their first their first foray into socializing should have been in ten forward. Uh-huh. Just as, as if I'm giving advice to Geordie LaForge. If Geordie's here with me and he's, he's like talking about this Leah Brahms and he's like, I think I'm going to ask her to hang out tonight. It's basically... I would be the, like, well, Geordie, just do in the fucking... Amongst
1: forward. other things that are problematic in this episode, I think the main problematic thing is, or one of the main problematic things is, he <coughs> has had this relationship with this fake version of her that technically he created or the computer created to tailor to him then he meets the real person. He assu- he assumes we're gonna you know be together, even though he says eh, we're gonna be friends, and uh, to the point where, with no indication from her, as a matter of fact, the reverse indication of her being kind of you know hostile. I to see. Him, yeah. With that in and of itself, the fact that she's that hostile. All right, it's about the engines. All right, it's a little bit too far on the characterization, but I guess you can write it off on that. He ignores what she's basically presenting him. Invites her to the quarters. Well,
0: he's like, We got off on the wrong foot here. Uh huh. Obviously. You came in hot about the engines that I've messed with. Let me let me show you that uh, what I know is true. You and I are gonna fall in love. Come to my quarters. That's what he that's what he's doing. But he's ignoring in my mind the evidence in front of him. What is the evidence? That, that she's mad at him, right? Yes, so he's it's like not that he's ignoring and- it. He's like this we're this is the wrong setting. Let's change mm-hmm. the setting. Sure, He's trying to find excuses other than their personalities crash, clashing. That's what he's trying to do. In my mind. I'm not saying that that's what's happening. So I'm not saying your interpretation is any incorrect or...
1: I think, the, I think the question is really what... As is often our question, what was the intention? Well, I think this is giving us a lot of... Well, that's the thing. The, but, I, but I guess I'm saying the other stuff, like if we, or if we were to take the stuff in the script... He's thinking about her and that Jeffrey's too, you know all that stuff. This the the perspective of the script is he is lusting after her constantly. He's utterly in love with her. Every single thing that he yes. does, yeah, is probably sexual in some way, but definitely romantic oh, in some hoping way. Hoping it gets there, I'm sure. Um, but I don't think it's. I don't know. I feel like it's further than that. Wait, you think it's further than he's hoping to have sex with her? No, I no. I think it's that. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's what I'm saying. Well, you, I whole, said he's hoping it gets there for sure. Uh-huh. I guess... <laughs>
1: yeah, wait, what is I feel like you're you're trying to soften the element of that is what that is what dictates every single one of his moves in this story. And are you not? If It's fine if you're not. Wait. It doesn't matter. No, no, no. Andy, his entire goal... Yes.
0: It, ...throughout the story, from the second he's in Picard's office... Right. ...to the moment she finds his holodeck program... Right. ...his entire goal is to marry this woman.
1: Right. So I guess the question is, yeah. is the perspective of the script, who is this lady to say no to Geordie? Oh, no, I
0: don't... Well, I think that it's colored with that in some of Maurice Hurley's off-camera uh, action lines. I think it's colored
1: with some weirdness, and for sure. And this Guinan speech definitely runs in the opposite direction of saying, oh, I guess, I guess Hurley did have the right perspective on it, which is that Jordy." Jordy figured out what he wanted to figure out about the situation and then he ignored the reality but i feel like at the end it turns in a weird way so why don't we just continue we'll get there but i think we're in agreement like this whole thing he's trying to marry her because he thinks that he's
0: going to marry her
1: okay yeah right but it's weird that's what we're agreeing we're also agreeing that it's weird for him to do that based on the holodeck character he met yes are we but we're not in we're not we don't have a hard perspective as of yet Uh uh-huh what the writer is intending. Yes, we do not know that. Correct yet. Okay. Because, I,
0: I, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's very strange. Yes.
7: The life forms' patterns are stable,
1: Captain. Meanwhile, in, in the B be story. To
6: withstand the solar radiation. <laughs> and synthetic so calls system. Could not I'm have sorry. been
1: more disconnected from this B No, beast number around.
6: one, we've done all we can to help. Now it's time to move on. This creature can continue its existence without any further interference from us. It might be wise to put some distance between us before we initiate warp drive. Very well, five hundred kph, Jensen. Engage.
0: It's so weird that they're not just saying one quarter impulse or something. Like they're always there's a lot of kph in this. Mm. A lot of a lot of kilometers per hour. Interesting.
6: Captain, it is following us. Maintaining a distance of 4 kilometers directly astern. 17 degrees to port, Ensign. Aye, sir. It is turning with us, sir. Increase to half impulse. Finally. It is matching our velocity.
5: It's imprinted on us. It thinks the Enterprise is its mother.
7: Change in energy reading, sir. I am reading an internal buildup of gamma particles. Its
6: velocity is increasing. It is moving directly toward the ship. Evasive maneuvers. Report. Minor damage.
7: The creature is now in direct contact with the hull, sir. On screen.
1: How are they getting that yet? Uh the port nacelle. Oh, nice. Seems a little higher than the port nacelle, but. Whatevs. Look, just buy it, okay? Maybe they're a little
0: camera guy machine. <laughs> drones, little <laughs> drones, <laughs> drones. So so drones flying around. Yeah. You know what? Sure, sure. Why not? Yeah. Oh, now it's getting dim for some reason. <laughs> Mister Data. Sorry, so the light- Jordy's trying to affect the lighting on the ship to be more romantic. <laughs> it's be it's draining energy
7: directly from the fusion reactors.
5: It's feeding off the energy of the Enterprise as it would from its mother.
0: I know this because I can sense its feelings, but I only take, said sir? this now. I'm Lieutenant. We must all sacrifice ourselves to the tiny baby. <laughs> that is half the size of the ship. And now, finally, the A and the B story have merged.
6: Long before the power drain becomes critical, Mister LaForge the a, a has become the same the... rate.
2: Six, maybe seven hours.
5: We may be able to modify the engine to extend that a little longer. Captain.
2: Your help will be appreciated, Doctor. By oh. then, Junior may not need us it. anymore. Mister Data.
6: Is there any way to determine what the destination of the parent might have been? I can't attempt to extrapolate from the heading it was on when we encountered it, sir.
5: Perhaps it was on its way to provide a safe and supportive environment for its newborn.
6: We might be able to deliver it to the same destination. Which brings up the question of how do we get Junior off the hull once we get there?
5: It's almost completely covering the door of Shuttle Bay 2. If we open the door and deactivate the atmospheric force field...
2: The pressure from inside the ship might push it away from the hull make
0: it so and then there's no sure. chance it would float back to us Is the- <laughs> <laughs> aye, aye, aye. okay here we go
2: actually why are we oriented the lithium crystal
5: and why you added the mid-range face gestures right commander it seems that you've made a lot more modifications than i'm aware of just
0: me or does it little like she's wearing a badge as though she's from tesla
1: <laughs> it's like a Tesla badge. And
0: now she makes all the engines, because in the future, Tesla makes our warp drives. Jeez, Elon Musk.
2: Do He's got his hands in and everything. Mm-hmm. It's in the computer. Good. The guard, LaForge. LaForge here. Commander, I need to see you on the bridge. On my way, Captain. You go on ahead, Doctor. It's the public and can show you the file on the engine modifications.
0: Oh, so she says holodeck. Uh, don't believe her. Gotta go. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Phase coils upgraded to 55 field densities. Plasma inducers interlinked with generator. Ensign, would there be any other files with data on the original engine specifications? I believe so, Doctor. <gasps> this file utilizes the prototype engine schematic. It's a holographic program set in the drafting room at Utopia Planitia.
0: You know what's interesting is that um, this feels like something Barkley would get caught up in. Totally. But also... I weirdly it. think that Barkley lacks the confidence to have pursued this the way that Jordy has pursued this.
1: That's a really good point. Oh, like, if he could. met the real person, he would never say a word. No, he'd just shut her into his yeah, yeah, come yeah. and kind of shelve himself. But
0: Jordy <laughs> has this weird confidence <laughs> that he should really be behaving more like.
1: Right, in some ways, Barkley Bar- <laughs> Bar- Bar- is more socially <laughs> yeah. aware than Jordy. Yeah, that's <laughs> really fascinating.
5: Computer. Replay program 9140.
1: I don't know if and you want me to get... do that.
5: It's you, you know.
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'll just open these doors. Yeah.
5: <laughs> program loaded and ready.
1: Hang
0: on to your hat. You're gonna want to take a seat. I've created she more for you.
2: Where?
5: Deck 3, sir. I didn't think there was anything wrong with her seeing the file.
0: No. Because you didn't put it in protected memory or anything.
5: Okay, bye. Of course not. Nothing at all. I'm with you every day, Jordy. Every time you look at this engine, you're looking at me. Every time you touch it.
0: You know, if I were
1: her? Yes.
0: In this playback, I would have asked the computer to simulate Commander LaForge. Forge.
1: Mm-hmm. See he what he doing. Did. Yeah. yeah. I mean,
0: I know you could see half of it, but, like, you could have seen his enthusiasm. Yeah. Although, I wish she had played to the end where she kissed him. (laughs) Right. It wouldn't have made it less damning. Yeah. Whoopsie. (laughs) (laughs) What if he said nothing and just slowly backed out out of there? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll just... The way he... If I might... The way he flies in there is just... (laughs) That's some good acting right there. Computer freeze program. (laughs) Uh, beam us into now, space <laughs> I understand
2: no you don't it's not the way this may look
5: I called up a replay of the program file I was all ready to compliment you again commander for constructing a program which contained the prototype engine so that you would always have a baseline reference for your modifications and now I find that it's all about a fantasy plaything it's not like that I swear. It's
0: a good stand-in. Oh, yeah. Raged by this.
5: And good effect. Yeah. I have been invaded, violated.
0: The two How dare
5: you use me like this? How far did it go, anyway? Was it good for you?
2: Nothing like that happened. It was a professional collaboration. Oh, I can tell. Every time you're touching the engine, you're touching me, real professional. Look, if you watched the whole program, you saw what it was. We were...
5: Working together to solve a problem In a crisis situation How do I know how far it went How many other programs did you create Perhaps dozens of them One for every day of the week One.
0: Just seven days in a week I mean, uh, sorry
5: <laughs> Every mood Alright, look
0: <laughs> Oh, hey, did you like me to read some of this uh, Yeah, I don't know if there's direction here Andy? To me, it's mostly in the dialogue at this point She's plenty mad, but Jordi's beginning to get angry <laughs>
1: She's been on him since he got there And he's getting fed up That's enough Geordie's had it <laughs> The words come pouring out of Geordie, All the pent up frustration The buried anger She stares at him silenced by his passionate outpouring It's he for the door Exits through those doors That <laughs> swoosh open She stands utterly still Two bright spots flushing the cheeks Of an otherwise pale face Enterprise is still attached to HALT. <laughs> Space. Ever since the you on board, you've been The mad. side of it that's on the right.
2: <laughs> and I've taken it. I've shown you courtesy and respect and a hell of a lot of patience.
1: This oh no weird. no no wait
2: a minute. I've tried to understand you. I've tried to get along with you. And in return you accused tried and convicted me without even bothering to hear my side of it.
0: I saw your side of it. I played it.
2: <laughs> I'm guilty, okay, but not of what you think. Of something much worse. I'm guilty of reaching out to you
0: after I fell in love with the creation of you. and hoping holodeck. we could connect after we fell in love in the holodeck.
2: I'm guilty of a terrible crime, Doctor.
1: I offered That's... you friendship. Yeah, but you wanted to bone me and having sex. With technological components of this ship, those two crimes. So, still unclear. You think so? I think the I, you've you've basically worn down my patience. And oh, are you saying I have you? Well, well that goes without saying. <laughs> no, I was saying that he's saying. Oh, ah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. you've worn down. Your, I'm out of patience, and basically, like. I'm guilty. I'm guilty of reaching out to you with you and trying to connect and basically all that suggests to me that he thinks that she's like you've been acting like a like a you know B-word since you came in. And uh and the script also suggests he's had it. So I don't know. I think it's right on the line whether because if it's just like he's embroiled with emotion, he fell in love with her, he did nothing inappropriate uh, with the hologram, and that's in my. I have another question later about whether it's even inappropriate, um, and then and then he just is completely in his own world, um, and this is just the stuff coming to the surface, and the and the the show. My question is: is the show on the side of you're being weird? Or is the show on the side of just saying like... like, uh, like? It, is it saying he's being weird? Um, it's because of these emotional reasons. Um, but it's not justifying them. Or is it in this moment saying, Jordy has a point. She has been terrible. No. I think that this is...
0: Because I feel like it's the latter. I don't think... That's definitely I'm I'm hoping that the show is not saying Geordie has a point. The show is saying the character of Geordie feels this at this moment. Right. That's what I think is happening.
1: But you have to make an evaluation of whether he's acting appropriately or crazy at that point. For him for the character, I the think. The character. He is. Yes. Yeah. Uh, for I'm, the character I think the character thinks he's acting appropriately. Appropriately. The character does. Yes. Yeah. Does the show think that he's acting appropriately? No. I don't know about that because I feel like this speech is supposed to be the the walk away, <laughs> the uh, uh, like her. I don't think you might even say she. Let's see what she says. Oh, it just
0: says that her cheeks are flushed and he walks out. They gotcha. don't scroll too far.
1: Um. So yeah. I, so I feel like it's supposed to be a speech where, and also she turns in the next scene, like. Well, I mean well, I like, was okay, wrong.
0: okay, but I guess my question is like, okay, so now that she's had that happen. Yeah. Was what, what is what should her what should she be playing at this point? Now what what should the character be
1: acting like? I guess if the script's perspective was he was in the wrong, then it should be him that comes like after this like speech if you want to do the speech like this, she should go You've been treating me There should be another speech. Yes, like makes him Basically feel the two speeches we had should be reversed and he should say something like this before and then she should give the speech about like you've been grating me against this weird, you know, fantasy and then you're angry that I'm not acting like it.
0: And that's yes. never addressed. That is that is, uh, that is a nice
1: addition. Whereas it's reversed, so it's like ends on Jordy saying, you've been uncool to me. And then she changes and goes, you know what? I have been uncool to you in the next scene. And that's weird. I can't wait
0: to rewatch now that we know all this information.
1: I hope I'm right.
3: That's the most important thing. I
0: think also, but you have to understand that there's a crisis situation right now. They don't have time to yell at each other. They have to fucking... It's so true, Matt. so true.
3: Generators. Life support is functioning that's about all can you find out
0: why we you're like to be working right now got- <laughs> <laughs> literally
2: six sure. minutes to get that baby off our back before his relatives get here
0: sorry about that can thing with the hologram try? oh hey I'm here too sir
2: responds by sucking up more energy
5: commander I have a thought if you're interested of course
2: what is it
5: if the baby is nursing perhaps what we need is to find a way to sour the milk If we could contaminate the energy he's feeding on, we could try to make make it unpalatable somehow. Uh Uh-huh.
1: Something like that happened with my child. You have a child, too? And how do we modify them without... Can I I, I be friends with it? (laughs) Will the baby Uh, like me?
2: Unless... What? Well, this... Is a space baby, right? I mean,
0: yes. That's what we've been saying this entire time.
2: Creatures are born, they you live, matter, and die in a show space.
1: called Space Baby, by the way, if Apparently. anybody's interested.
2: Okay. All matter in space vibrates in a specific radiation
5: band. Twenty-one centimeters. Oh, oh, that's good, Commander. That's very good. If we could alter the power frequency so that. It's completely foreign to the life form's natural vibrations.
2: Might just give us enough to pour a little vinegar in baby's milk.
5: Yeah, we have to be careful, though. If we upset it this time, we might lose auxiliary power, too. If we're gradual enough, it won't be such a shock. Hopefully, it'll just lose interest.
2: La Forster Bridge. Go ahead. Captain, Dr. Brahms and I have a plan.
1: Why are you saying it in that weird way? Do they ever
0: try to separate the saucer section here? Like, because it's more attached to one part of the ship than the other, right? That's a really good point. Couldn't they like evacuate everybody to one part of the ship? Let's say they evacuate everyone to the saucer section. They detach the umbilical, and the baby decides, yeah, this is the section I like. Then they could go, okay, let's just beam everybody to the star drive section and wait this thing out.
1: I mean, maybe they didn't want to do that because on the Enterprise, people are as angered by the separation of the saucer section as on our podcast. Fair enough. More weird organic spaceships.
0: Should I fire phasers?
1: <laughs> no, Wolf. <laughs>
0: I don't get it. Are they all pregnant?
1: <laughs> Can we just see what happens? 13.
5: 11.
0: No, she's gonna count down here. 8. 5. I detect no
7: reduction in the life forms rate of energy consumption. 1 minute 30 seconds to intercept.
2: Not sour enough, Leah.
0: Take it down further. Even the aspect that he's walking behind her and whispering that to her. The life. Well, you know, you can't really do a lot here with this four x three screen shooting on fucking Panavision film cameras.
7: Still a is block. A transmission. I'm not
1: putting it on Energy the bar. Energy consumption it on the is right.
2: In Just a little more time. Leah nudge it down even further toward .02. 30 seconds to intercept. 0.08 0.05 03,
5: Now at 0.02 centimeters.
7: Auxiliary generators losing power, Captain.
0: All hands advantage, yeah?
7: The entity has disengaged, sir. Power levels are returning to normal, Captain.
0: Light is becoming more romantic.
4: (laughs)
7: Bring the engines online and take us out of
6: here. Aye, sir. Mr. Forge? Dr. Brahms, congratulations. You weaned the baby. Good work.
5: You too.
0: Alright, so let's see. Here's the final scene of this here picture.
4: Yeah.
0: There was a lot of communication in those four words. Good work, you two.
5: I,
2: I admit it. I did get a little attached to that lady in the holiday. Yeah.
5: The computer never told you that I was married. I never asked. Oh. See,
2: and the computer is notorious for not volunteering information.
0: I <laughs> wonder if that's true. That the computer is notorious for not volunteering information. That's
1: sort of interesting. I think
0: it's notorious for like you have to ask it the correct right, the correct question to get the correct answer.
1: Right. But if she, if he, the computer was building. A replica of her From her personal logs Wouldn't she go Like the computer's deciding Not, Oh he wants it to It didn't pull it from her personal He wants logs. it to be romantic No it didn't pull it from her personal
0: I logs I think he did No they couldn't have access To the personal logs
1: No I think he said Access to personal logs And that's why he knew about the I could be wrong but they, they, I believe that's why he knew about the weird advancement that they had made with the star with the uh, oh, I thought ships. that was all from
0: like, her technical logs but the thing that he would have known about which is lending credence to what you're saying here is that he did know that her favorite food was fungili
1: yeah and I think he says unless she puts that in every paper at the end <laughs> the ship is like funjili in this situation just perfectly cooked um, I think he says basically like she doesn't have enough personality can you take stuff from her personal logs and basically spice it up which is why he has faith Spicy. that this is a real...
0: I can't believe she never did a personal log about her husband. I think this is more on her
1: than him. Yeah, you know, there are clearly problems. <laughs> I think Jordy's got a chance. He's justified in everything he does here. I'm she really wanted this to, this to happen. No, you don't. I should have told you straight
2: out.
0: That's what he's saying. I mean, he's she's saying, I owe you an apology for no reason. And he's being like, no, you don't. Uh-huh. This is on me. Let's uh-huh. continue. Okay.
5: Well, if you had, then I never would have had a chance to see the look on your face when you walked in on me and me in the holiday. (laughs) (laughs) The look on my face? How about the look on
2: your face? I will remember that for a long, long time.
0: Computer, create (laughs) two (laughs) leopards.
5: No! I wouldn't change a thing. Except for the way I
1: behaved.
0: I think they wound up having a meet-cute. What do you mean? I think at the end here, I think they wound up having a meet cute at the end.
1: But I say, sh- here's what
0: I think. Let's, I'm going to, but give, then you're saying, what I, that- here's what I think is. Happening. All right. Here's what I think is happening. Okay. I think she does kind of like Jordy, in the sense that I think she does like that. She can talk to somebody about these engines that she is so fucking into. Like she's says herself, she's never met anybody who gets it or who understands how she feels about the engines. And whether she's pinning that on him for say, for figuring that out via holodeck her or... I think it's very clear to us that the character of Geordi LaForge loves the Enterprise. Uh-huh. I think it's clear to us that the character of Geordi LaForge is an awkward human being. Uh-huh. I think it's clear to us that the character of Geordi LaForge cares very much, very deeply about the engines of the ship. I don't think Leah's ever met anybody who cares as much about the engines... As her. I agree with that. So I think that there is a little there's a little something that sparks in that moment in the in the the dinner scene. The f- I I agree. That she goes and and which I think also leads her to being like, you know what, this isn't we should probably not. I gotta go, I'll see you at O eight hundred. I which turns to that,
1: right? So then Oh go ahead. No, I agree with that. And I like I like the idea of going in that direction of just like you fell in love with someone on the holodeck, you meet them in real life, and then what are your expectations versus the thing? I think the problem comes in how Jordy acts off of that those assumptions in terms of then what his expectations and the attitude he gives her throughout the episode. And yeah, I think it's be Yes. Fair. So in terms of the story beats you're laying out, I, I have no problem with that, and I think that's a very interesting thing, and it even raises... I guess what I'm asking you is, yes? in spite of the awkwardness
0: okay. and the weirdness of Geordie LaForge, mm-hmm. do you think that there is a chance that Dr. Leah
1: Brahms was kind of like, I eh, kind of like this weirdo. Based on what the the evidence that is being presented in the episode, I, yes, I do believe that that is what is being suggested. I guess I'm just troubled by the 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 subtext that is communicated about Jordy's actions because of that. Because then it makes her a participant in his weird attitude and choices as opposed to uh, just well, he, he finds out she's she married. justifies them. Right, exactly. Yeah. Because he f- finds out she's married and then he's sort of just unrequited and then uh, there's connections. I, I think that I think they're
0: playing it as though he finds out there that she's married, and then goes, ah, "All right, well, eh, maybe we can be friends." And then they develop this sort of end of the episode friendship.
1: Feels like it's a little romantic, by the way. Because well, I think she loves him. Here's the, here's some extra. I believe this dialogue I think was removed. Loves him. Um, I never asked, and the computer is no- notorious for not vo- vo- volunteering information. Tell me about him, Jordy oh, that's says. Nice. Leah says, "My husband. His name is Michael. He's an engineer on Garon Four. You'd like him." Geordie says, I'm sure. Leah says, you remind him. You remind me of him, actually. Oh, that plays more into what I'm saying. Geordie, I do? I really owe you an apology, Geordie. And I think it goes back in the dialogue. Yeah. Look on your face. Me too, me
0: too. Not so different, not so different at all. Okay, here we go.
5: I guess I came here with my own set of preconceptions about you.
0: Well,
2: I guess I'm just glad that I got the opportunity... To get to know you,
0: the real you. So this is different, right? Yes. Tell me, am I really that different from my holodeck image? Not so different. Not so different at all. Is how this ends. They cut this.
5: Me too. Warp to LaBorge.
0: Appropriate there is an last message. words
2: on subspace for Doctor Brahms.
0: Better be
1: Michael.
2: Acknowledge Wharf. Before Joe,
1: and here in space Lance. far away from everything and everyone it isn't hard for intimacies to grow quickly and as they look at each other in a new way who knows what might happen and they're interrupted by <laughs> that <wharf. laughs>
0: to forge.
1: so my husband
0: she nods and Jordy exits acknowledge Worf. Jordy looks out into space drinks from his glass that's life as we (laughs) and that's life as we fade out and that's life yeah I've never seen that in in, in, uh, that's amazing
1: (laughs) I mean all the beats in this are interestingly complex in that you know about work romances and about weird
0: nerd on nerd right I Uh think it's like science dork science dork Uh uh-huh um you know, it's, I think they're like sort of built for each other anyway. Uh huh. Right. But you had one science dork who was playing an RPG for too long. <laughs> anyway, uh that's the episode, everybody. I like I like the This sounds like something you could do
1: in a, in a in an Andes. Here right. Gotta get Andy <sighs> out of here for his holodeck date. <laughs> I signed out the time, guys. He's on holodeck three and <laughs> At Mastros, <laughs> ironically, it's just by myself. Um, I got to get to this. This is in Holodeck Three with everything market price, brand spanking new Anders Peterson M.V.C.
3: Remember that this podcast
0: is free. Well, Andy, you've seen Galaxy's Child now. Mm Mm-hmm. Completing the uh, Leah Brahms back episode, season-to-season, back-to-back fun.
1: Well, Leah is out of the game because she's not in the crew. It's probably got to be Geordie, right? Well... Could also be. I guess it
0: saves the ship, not saves Picard mood.
1: Worf for protecting the ship by firing on that sure vicious pregnant creature. I mean, it kind of is Jordy's idea, and he does tell
0: her to back down the the, the frequency even more and more and more. Yeah, yeah.
1: Technically, yeah, technically it her would idea. be Leah. Brahms. It's
0: her idea. His execution of it. It's, it's both their idea. Very much like. Do you want to make an amendment that very if there much is like the. Uh, Well, I
1: think she a visiting consultant that you would give them only
0: if she's given a comm badge, which she never got a com badge. What about the Tesla badge? (laughs) That didn't do any calming. (laughs) Fair enough. All right. Also, Worf probably had to go computer locate Dr. Leah Brahms. Yeah. Leah Brahms is with Geordie LaForge and then he had to hail Geordie to get the fucking subspace message to her and then Worf had to go I'm the chief of security and I'm tracking down this woman to talk to her husband instead of being the chief of security yeah probably like my day sucks I want to kill things
1: interesting thing is that it's just to go into the whole thing again because I was going to say, hey, maybe it's Guinan because Guinan's the one that talks Jordy down. It doesn't have any effect on the plot because no. that happens earlier. And then the only thing that changes their relationship is Jordy flipping out on her, which indicates that the script is on the side of Jordy was in the right the whole time. No, I think they're. Uh, yeah, maybe the script is on that side. I don't not, know. Maybe not the whole time, but I definitely it's it's definitely muddy. It's a muddy situation, but. You know. At best. The M V
0: C of this episode I think is uh I'm gonna give it to Dr. Leah Brahms. <laughs> okay, well if we were allowed to give it to Leah Brahms, I'd give it to Leah Brahms too. The if Captain uh, if that doesn't work spoken. if it doesn't work for your ranking rating bullshit yeah. thing, then it's Jordy.
1: I, I oh wow. You're you're not you're not even making the command decision, you're you're I'm saying, just I'm letting him fill in whatever right. he wants in the in Oh, the you're grid, putting but Brad up, Arrington in charge too.
0: of it. Brad Brad. Brad Mac- you know the situation. You know it was Leah Brahms but she's not technically a crew member.
1: So who was the crew oh, member I closest to
0: that situation? It was. Guarantee George. you
1: that a person who sits there crunching the numbers like Brad Arrington is not going to give it to the non crew member, even though. And I think, I think that's his prerogative. It's his list. All right, there you go, pal. But we we to determine the NPC for our show. Oh, get out of here! All right, NPC of this episode is Andy. Yay!
0: He dug up that script. The Andy, or some other method of ranking. We're working on it. All right. Um, Would you like me to go first because I sure have a firm opinion of this episode, and I always have. I really enjoy this episode quite a bit. Uh, I like Jordi uh, LaForge-centric stories, and I like uh, Doctor Leah Brahms. Uh, I'm giving this episode a big old six point five. Mm. Nah, it's actually going to get a seven for me because mm, I have the watchability of it for me is like I've I've seen this episode so many times.
1: Um, I was very entertained by this episode. I was very weirded out by this episode and sure. troubled by this episode. Are you excited to have an outlet to speak about it? <laughs> I really am. <laughs> I really am. Um, and, um, and I was so excited, as, uh, as any listener of this podcast knows, to see the uh, serialized continuation of Leah Brahms' character. I think it was it was actually super smart to bring her back... And in this form that it's the real person, I'm glad that they addressed it. and and I really like if we are to, if we are in a universe where it's like they are intending to say that Jordy is being weird the whole episode and that he's completely being emotional and therefore being utterly inappropriate in so many different ways um, in a way that really is not fair to Lee Brahms and making her very uncomfortable, I think that's fascinating and interesting to put the that in a sci-fi context of someone that he's had this interaction with, and then puts expectations on her, I think it's a great way to get at all these issues. I don't know that that is what. Definitely, I, I don't. I'm. It's possible Moriarty had some like, element here's what to I'd that because like it's in the script. Here's what I like to say. Yeah, it's like a good
0: song. You know, you, you can interpret it how you want to interpret it. You don't need to know what Bruce Springsteen was saying. I feel like there's enough... You don't need to know what Bruce was writing about. I feel like there's enough in how... For me, Thunder Road is literally about a road made of thunder.
1: (laughs) It's tied to Thor, really. Um, (laughs) There's that whole... There's that whole uh, verse about meon here <laughs> meow meow, <Now. laughs> um, but uh, if you want to get that joke? Tune in to our Patreon episode
0: of Thor <laughs> that exceeded the file size for GarageBand, and I had to cut it in half so I could get it up to you people.
1: Uh, but let me just finish this. Uh, the um, the uh, I, I feel like we can't we can't assume that there was no weirdness in the intention because it lands on Jordy. Kind of this tearing is a into weird, her. long way to give a number, and then her perspective. So I, I don't know about that. All that being said, I love it. I love coming back. I love that they're nerds together about the engines. Uh, I love that it's Geordie centric. Um, and you hate I hate the B story. I hate the B story. So I, I give it a six point five, like you were originally going to give it. Oh wow, that's higher than I thought you were going to go, Andy. It's amazing. I really did enjoy it, even though I was weirded out by it. But even in the weirding out by it. I enjoyed it but before we go on can I ask you one more question Andy you told me you have a heart I out know. and you are now I four know. minutes past your own heart out I understand um, what do you think the politics of having sex with someone on a holodeck or in the future like if i was like i've always wanted to know what it's like to have sex with matt myra and i create matt myra on the holodeck and then i finally well, they sort of go into finally that, have right? sex and with my pursuits a matt little myra. bit
0: like it should be illegal to create right holodeck versions of people and but, definitely and everybody go, is but it's not right yeah. oh they do say it's not yeah uh-huh but it seems inappropriate it seems like it should be you know that's what they all say right so I don't think they've quite landed on it. Uh, politics of the future. I don't know. I know in the Hollow Suites at Quarks, uh, you know, on G Space Nine, you can you
1: can have a good time in the Hollow Suites. Yeah, and you got to assume that that the uh, Frankie don't care about any of that crap. No, they're just there for profit. Yeah, interesting. Anyways,
0: uh, before uh, we jump over back into the present circle, Andy, I just want to play the trailer for Four Seventeen Night Terrors. Here we go. The darkest of
6: nightmares haunt the Enterprise.
5: Captain, some people experience hallucinations.
6: The crew is tormented by a fear of the unknown.
5: Something is waiting for us.
6: And they must fight Ah! against a horrifying destiny.
5: We will all go insane. What?
6: No! We may need to count on you for our very survival. No! Night Terrors on the next exciting episode of Star Trek The Next Generation.
1: Those seem like two major major already next generation tropes which is everybody going insane and uh, and everybody seeing visions of their of some you know internal worst fear or something. Yeah, I, I, I don't I don't know that I've watched this episode a ton because I think it scared me as a child uh, before we go in uh, folks if you have uh, would like to send a hail directly to us you can do so at sttNC at gmail.com if you have a voice hail you'd like to send us it's 816 Trek TNC our Instagram and our Twitter is at Star Trek TNC by the way just just I, I, I'm going to say this again okay every about
0: every, uh, 40 episodes I pop back over to this situation go ahead I think the people that want to hail us will want to hear it during the hails uh, we switch back and forth I think people are going to be like oh you know what I want to say a thing I, I can whatever I can throw it at the it end it doesn't matter that's where it used to be. At now. Star Trek TNC. Uh,
1: you can follow Andy Secunda at Andrew Secunda on Instagram at, at and Secunda at Twitter. The gentleman across from me is at go. Matt Myra. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash Star Trek TNC is uh, for bonus content. If you want to s- <laughs> send us anything, you send it to Andrew Secunda, P.O. Box 46898. By the way, we should stop
0: listing the bonus content as minisodes. Oh, yeah, they're not many. Because, quite frankly, they're sometimes much longer
1: than these are. They're insanity <laughs> okay. soaps. Los Angeles, California, 90046. Email yeah. us to let us know something's coming. All right, Andy. You know what time it is. It's time to
0: head back into the President's Circle to thank our patrons who are kind enough to support the podcast and get two giant episodes of the podcast every single month. Uh, so to do that, we shall head back in to the Admirals Club. Or, you know what? We're going to beam. Today we're beaming. Okay. We're beaming, Andy, because we got a heart out.
4: Very good. The United, United Federation of Planets President's Circle.
0: Wow. Here we are so inside majestic. the President's Circle. It's very quiet in here, yeah. although sometimes what if we made it hang on it's the Voyager engines in here <laughs> such a deep cut for the holo DJ uh, alright so this is a big thank you is our shout out if you joined uh, we print these out we get these at the beginning of the month uh, so uh, here we go Andy and I shall alternate Michael
1: Howe Lieutenant Darren DeShong Gary Martinez Jesse Gillespie Richard Davis, C.C. Sadler, Rob Rinney Masato Kaeda Neil, Tim
0: Siebel. Yes, he wrote it phonetically yeah. and parenthetical for right you, next Tim to it. Siebel.
1: Ernesto Castagna Stephen Herman. Uh, I think it might have been Stephen Herman that told me it was at the halfway point. Way to go, Stephen Herman, for <laughs>
0: finally getting not. recognized as not Dan Harmon. <laughs> Kyle Thompson.
1: Vincent Neri. Uh, Troy Ray. Rebecca Shavira. Gareth Case. Jesse Hendricks. Derek Hawkins. Robert Denton.
0: Claire Powell.
1: Kyle Vester. Uh, Eric Mon, <laughs> Lieutenant Hootenwaddle. Waddle, <laughs> Raymond. Kathleen Guzman, Christopher P. Gill, Lieutenant Kristen Scalisi, Goddess of Carves, Luke Cummins or Cummins, Samuel Rebecel. I would say, what is it? Is an? It's an R. I right? would
0: say uh Ribessi. Ribessi. Is Rebe- that an Re-Bessel? I? At the end? Re-Bessel. We can't tell. We're bad at this. Parenthetically, write your name in phonetics, Samuel. If you're upset with how we pronounced it, uh, Amanda Bautwill, Kristen D's, uh, Adam Rogers. Is it? I would say it's a PF making a. F- f- the the beginning of that word, fake name, Mida. Oh, you're doing the last name. Oh yeah, you don't even. Gotten... Is it What are you seeing? What is that? M A.
1: I D A Can you make these bigger next time? These are tiny. Oh, captain glasses. Alright, oh, I have bad eyesight too. Melody Harris. <laughs> uh
0: Nicholas Frost. Matoene. <laughs> What is the mispronunciation that I wind up saying sometimes? I tantooine. Say tantooine. You say it right. Who says Tantooine? I say Tantooine. Yeah, but besides you, someone has to say that, right? It's got to be in your yeah, head for maybe. a reason. Because uh, I feel like during the production of Star Wars, A New Hope, sure, they were never like... Uh, George was like, well, uh, ah, sure. you can going say it like Don. Leia Leia.
1: Really? You don't think he was nerdy about Leia him? Leia. Yeah,
0: that's true. <laughs> Han Han. Yeah. It's all over the place. Yeah, he doesn't care. Uh, Dak Pete I'm sorry Dak Pate Kim Vilsack Uh, Lizzie A Lieutenant Brett Parsons Fred Fred Cooper I'm sorry
1: Fred Coppersmith Lieutenant Vanilla Thunder (laughs) Sean Nass Tom Brown Emily Eldred Alex Whitehouse Thank you Beth Harrington Ross McLeod You're the best Uh, Hubert uh, Eurydia. Eurudia? Eurudia. Uh, Brandon Davis. <laughs> Sorry, Brandon Davis. Look, give it to you. <laughs> Brandon Davis. Brandon Davis. Brandon Davis. <laughs> Nate Richmond, Paul Brisk. You guys are great. Go, You're the best. Go fuck some birds. holographic versions of yourselves. Enjoy it. Get into get in the, the Jefferies tubes. That's where it's the hottest. All right, Andy, we
0: got to beam out of here. We'll see you all next week for some Night Terror. Keep it going. No, it's really impressive. He's over trying over. to find uh, that. Uh, and I controls. found it. Anyway, here we go.
4: Dishinke.